So I'm back, everyone, officially. Welcome back. Oh, boy. Woo. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Yay. Yes, thank you. Uh, and uh, the hashtags are now live on Twitch, the Pride hashtags. When we last left off, the Chimeras had made their way through the jungle southeast towards the wreckage of this seemingly strange ship with unusual sails that had crashed into the jungle itself. This was, of course, after you had slain Artis Climber and Dragonbait, your secondary mission in Chult itself. Your primary mission being to locate and destroy this device known as the Soulmonger, which has been siphoning souls from all across Faerun into a deep, dark part of the central jungles. To what end and for what purpose remains to be determined. Your benefactor, Lady Moonfire, is suffering from an affliction that has been linked back to this device, which has been causing other maladies of varying intensity across individuals who have been recently resurrected throughout Faerun. There is also a theory that people who have died, and who have not been resurrected, their souls are also being siphoned into the soulmonger itself. So the clock is ticking as more souls begin to be drawn towards this beacon. The finest minds in the Black Hand, as well as some of these Antarum's allies within the Red Wizards of Thay. The Red Wizards having a complicated structure wherein several splinter groups appear to have been acting independently over the past decade. These splinter groups acting independently for their own gain recently encountered the Chimeras. A gift presented by your new ally, Valindra Shadowmantle. Apparently, a lich that had taken a liking to the party after your actions at Camp Vengeance. I'm actually going to say the correct camp this time. <laughs> <laughs> after your actions at Camp Vengeance with resurrecting some of the dead there, some of our party members dabbling in necromancy and others in eldritch energy from beyond the veil, had a bit of a contest of wills in the prologue to our Redux campaign. One of whom serves, again, eldritch powers from beyond the veil, and another who serves the great undying one. Together, and specifically towards Trey, this lich was found herself gravitated towards the Chimeras, to which she offered a gift. That gift being one of these splinter, uh, one of these splinter factions of Red Wizards, the very same splinter faction of Red Wizards that had murdered Trey's parents in an attempt to locate the mystical tome, which allows Trey direct access to commune with their patron, the Great Undying One, known as Vecna. After defeating both Arctus Climber and Dragonbait. And Xylus Flandril, leader of the Splinter Group of Red Wizards. You reeled in your victories, basked in the glory. You were paid by the Dreadlord Halia Thornton, who had 
come through a temporary portal opened by your Black Sun agent that is embedded within the Chimeras, Elena. And after soaking in your victory and spending a few romantic moments, Trey, with Valendra, the Lich, you had departed the base of the Pyramid at Orlunga once more and headed southeast into the jungle towards this wreckage and deeper towards your destination of Omu. That's where we're going to pick up the session. Before the session started, we had everyone carve up the T-Rex, so we've done a bit of survival skinning and recovered some trophies from the King of Feathers that you had defeated at the end of the previous session, just a legendary giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. It also recently sent a letter to Ifintel Roa requesting formal support from one of the wandering Centaurum convoys of merchants that traverse different trade routes. One of which was apparently close by and is en route to meet you. So, Chimeras, what do you do? So we also decided that uh, we're going to keep going the next hour or two in and make camp so that we can get to the Star Maiden not at midnight the next day. So I guess that's what we're going to do is keep going. Are yeah. we dragging the big boy behind us? So we can try. <laughs> I could cast enlarge on you again. And or you could um can do you have reduce as well? I do have reduce. Because you could just reduce the dinosaur. I could reduce the dinosaur one size. Big brain <laughs> moment. This is the only big brain Let moment I will have all the time. It's a living creature real quick. I mean if not, we have plenty of rope. We just like do like a trail and we all just grab. <clears throat> we tie it to the back of Helga. Hel I mean, it was Hel living very shortly ago. It's deprosted now, though. So, like. Is a creature or object? Essie, would you allow a T Rex corp to be an object? Sure. I don't see why okay. not. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> it is only concentration up to a minute, though, guys. <laughs> We sprint. We <laughs> grab and we sprint. I mean, you're not. You're, you're going to get a minute away, which is just off screen, and then it's going to pop back out again. Well, a, minute, a minute of sprinting. Maybe is we still can use minute that minute to um, get it in a better situation, like lifting it up and putting it on something that's easier to. Or yeah. alternatively, we could just leave it. I, I vote that one. You do have I, a party member who is adamant about you leaving the corpse of this giant Tyrannosaur behind. Everyone is protesting greatly about this. It would be fun to have it be... to ride it again, though. We're gonna get... Eaten. I want no part of this. I want no part of this. Hella, I want no part of this. Hella uh, 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 puts in her two cents in this. Right, I, um... I like y'all. Most of y'all. <laughs> but the idea of resurrecting of uh, resurrecting a zombie, a zombified, undead Tyrannosaur 
that's a little bit more than fucked up and a little bit more than what I signed up for. So, Dune says, here, here. <laughs> My vote. Well, this is really only like the dumb of ass squad. If I get one. Are you, are if I even get one. Dangerously close to the dinosaur to raise it. Oh my god. Well, uh, uh, you know, you, you heard Hella. Uh, I think, you know, she, uh, she's got a fair point. She knows what she's saying. She's experienced. You two give me mad, um, what the fuck are those two dudes from the road to El Dorado? Yes! Bad idea. Go do it. Go do it. I don't suggest it. Yeah. Stars are not aligned. <laughs> Stars are not aligned. Stars. <laughs> Stars aren't aligned. Stars aren't aligned. Not today. I mean, they were, they were, they were bards. Let's be real. Yeah. I get, I get the concern, but the distance we'd be able to cover on the back of this thing. Do you get the, do you get the concern? Do you get the concern? If it became an undead. If it becomes an undead, I am. But like, do you get the concern? As if you. If it becomes undead, then we can if just- If you got the concern, if it goes what rogue, we can just kill it again. Guys. How about... I've got an idea. We let <laughs> Trey stay here with the corpse of this thing. And then the rest of us travel about two hours to the south, set up camp, and then Trey can do whatever the fuck he wants. I, I second that. I think that's a great idea. I don't want to be by it. You can stay there, yep, let's start Trey. It. Start it. Don't care. I'll stay with you, Trey. <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> We're separating um, then. Elena <laughs> says, I think that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> Allery, are you staying oh, with us? I die. Uh, Allery has been smiling if, all the time. If, like, if y'all die... <laughs> Allery is gonna kind of look to you both like, come on, guys. We can't do this. We would need everyone's support if it... If y'all die, you're not dead. doing so. Thank you! Yes! Though I do think it would be so cool. No! I really want to do it. <laughs> no! It's such a bad idea. Mom can't do to it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, Nimish was just like, say the word. Nimish like, if y'all get yourself killed, if y'all get, if y'all get yourself killed, you're not allowed in my tiny hut tonight. Well, we would be dead. Don't come by my house. <laughs> Wow, it I can't believe like you're really gonna stop being my roommate over this, Nim. We're all roommates now, buddy. Come on, let's go. We're burning daylight, and I want to see the fun ship in the trees. Let's. All right, fair. Come on, Trey. We already got stuff from it. Let's just let's go. Allery's gonna Allery's gonna push Trey by the small of his back. Come on. I'm just grumbling. Yeah. <laughs> you can raise the next dinosaur we fight. I just picture Wrong. Trey and no Reese sulking in the back of the group. <laughs> He's like muttering in orc, just like, I just wanted to raise a fucking dinosaur, man. That would be so cool. <laughs> He's Maybe you can find a smaller dinosaur. Then you can like, have it as a pet. But like, it would, it's only, it, it's not like, it's very limited in the amount of time, but it would be so cool to ride that thing like you i was already the little like, hissy dinosaurs those raising pets. a pack of them daria just oh right no offense daria 
Well, look, she kind I of like inside of hisses Knight's at Trey. <laughs> okay, at this point, I'm not a. <laughs> fine. Just Cel fine. celebrate with your claws. Let's go. Start stringing them with the brace with the necklace. Off we go. Hella says, "Oh, sure. so you're capable of logical thought. All right." Damn. I turn back and take out my axe and walk towards the dinosaur and I just stare at it. No. And I, look, I stare at it. I look at Hella. I stare at it. Hey. I look at Hella. Stare at it. I'm like, Hella, you want to test Trey? Trey, Trey, do it. Jokingly, I take out my axe and put it over. I'm not actually raising it. But like, I start using like kind of eldritch energy, and I say rise <laughs> to see everyone's reaction. Make, it, make a deception check. Dude's gonna walk away. <laughs> I'm done. <Yeah>. Goodbye. <laughs> Eighteen. Okay. <laughs> Hella and um, with Elena both like no 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 don't don't. <laughs> I'm just Hella like, has yeah. her hand on the crossbow. <laughs> and she just whoosh, pulls over the shoulder crossbow. <laughs> I look back and start laughing. Oh. Wait, how did Dune react? Oh, you fucking arse! <laughs> Alright, I'm out. I'm out here. And she just starts <laughs> pushing her way south. Dune is running away. Alright. Dune simply sprinted. Dune has the tail thing. Yes. Hell is like, like it's just a sick joke. He's not actually doing nothing. <laughs> never said I. <laughs> I never said I wasn't a nurse. Can't believe Emily just hissed in my face. <laughs> that sounds very believable. I don't know why you can't believe that. Mm? <laughs> Point proven. All right. So the rest of you travel an additional two hours south. Yeah. I'll go back to the player's map. Uh, for anyone on the Twitch stream, we're about to get a little laggy just for a second, so bear with us so as many this loads. Dots. Yeah, so it's all those—it's all those white little dots that have to spawn in. Actually, that wasn't too bad. Oh, that actually so many of them. Oh wow! That's right, yeah, because of the plateau at Mabala. So you get a little bit closer, about two hours south. And who would like to make the survival check for the evening for finding a camp, or would you like to defer Mine. to Hella and give her advantage? Allery will. Um, wants to start cooking the meat. So, L, do you want to do the advantage thing for Hella? Yeah, I'll give Hella advantage. Does this mean I don't need to fucking go to the river and get water again? No. Basically. Because uh, Allery will use the drug, the alchemy drug, and just get us That's right. water. I could have forgot us. about that. I can't oh, believe I forgot about it either. I was so excited about it back like four episodes, four or five episodes ago. Uh huh. Sorry. <laughs> That would have saved us so much time. Traveling about two we hours. Also make us a jar of mayonnaise. That's true. You can make lots of mayonnaise. 
He wants mayonnaise with the beef. Curse! <laughs> May mayonnaise and beef? There you go. You can make a sandwich. So you, exactly. So you travel about two hours south and just get to the edge of the jungle where it meets a bit of Apache wasteland. You're able to set up camp for the evening in the dome. Nip. That's you have a little bit of power over the group now. Alright, as you begin to set up the tiny hut in the dome, the bubble. Yeah. Which you dome, dome. you usually make it a little bit translucent in color, right? So you start to summon the dome. Uh I usually make it into whatever is around it. Okay. As well as I can. And so you the dome appears. And you're all able to set up a small isolated campsite inside the relative protection of the dome. Again, once again, uh, as you did closer to Orlunga, setting it up just on the forest edge, kind of perfectly hidden and set back a little bit from a patch of barren waste. Is anyone taking watch for the evening, being inside the dome? I will. I, I will, will also. get out of the dome and like do a little perimeter check, like looking around as well. As I'll do a watch after Trey does. As soon as, as soon as Nim was able to start casting Tiny Hut, they were like, huh, "Watches? What's that? I'm sleeping through the night." Okay. <laughs> I rolled a fifteen on perception. Okay. There's this eerie calm that falls over this particular region of the jungle. It's almost as if the jungle around you is devoid of life. Things seem to keep their distance from your camp. But otherwise, nothing really seems to catch your eye or make its way any closer. Just to make sure divine sense. So thank you, Harlan. <clears throat> the music is very good. It's Guild of Ambiance. So, Trey, just to make sure, you? Uh, yeah. I'm divine sensing, because the, the void of life is making me very sus. Because, you know, it's not the void of my life. You know? Sure. So what would you like to do? Uh, divine sense. Oh, sorry. Right. Sometimes words don't process. <laughs> divine sense. You pop a okay. divine sense. You're not really picking anything up. It's just things seem to be Keeping their distance from your camp. Fair enough. I mean, we did just fuck up a huge dinosaur, so understandable. Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. Okay. Otherwise, your watch concludes without incident. Who's taking second watch? Me. Okay. Good. Make a perception check. That's gonna be. Okay. Again, you notice the same sort of eerie calm around you. Though so your vision is drawn towards the star goddess. Well, sorry, you don't actually know the name of the wreckage, but it's there. You can see it. So the, the wreckage of the ship 
that is okay. strewn about in the trees. Your vision is drawn in that direction. And you see falling before your face, as it has before, a single black feather. This and kind of floats I down out, before you. Can I reach out and catch it? Yeah. You just put your hand out and it falls into the palm of your hand. Black raven hmm. feather. Interesting. Can I um do my magic awareness thing? Sure. Nothing within 60 feet seems to catch your attention. It's just... I mean, it did come from the sky, but... There's just this... Quiet. The sights and sounds of... Well, the sounds of the jungle are present, but distant. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Harlan. Well, thank you so there's much nothing else I do, so... I'll um, put the feather on with the other one necklace. Finish my watch, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so you attach that to your necklace, and the rest of your watch passes without incident. Okay. Who's taking third watch? I don't think anyone else is taking third watch. The rest <laughs> of us are completely like okay. blacked out. Thank you, Chriselle, the, for the follow. The so we just fucking go to sleep. All right. Trey and Reese are both incredibly paranoid. I have, I have complete faith in Tiny Hut, <laughs> and it is my duty as the one who cast Tiny Hut that I am meant to take a watch anyway. I, I did hard sure. work. Who has the highest passive perception? Not me. I think it's actually. Ooh, uh, thank you. Thank you for the bits, Cat. Minus four. Minus seven. I have. Yeah. I don't... Oh, it's probably Dune. Mine's fifteen. Yeah, it's probably Dune. Mine's twelve. Dune. When you <clears throat> first open your eyes in the morning, you see something that's rather strange. It's kind of still at first, but kind of right outside of the dome, there is the enormous head. The Triceratops just looking right at you. Just. Fun. Love to see it. Does it look aggressive? It's just kind of sitting there, curious, kind of tilts its head a little bit. Makes a little. I would like to exit the hut and pet it. Okay. Do I need to do anything for that? Nope. You lose a hand. They're herbivores, I believe. You're right. I believe. They're lizard. Hi, Stinky. We'll say that. That was our mascot back. Yeah. Our mascot is back. He woke up. Oh, he's so cute. 
Target's kind of off the side here. <laughs> this dude's probably the traitor. No, it's probably I mean, the traitor. Riding in and you do also see, kind of off to the side, smoking a hand rolled cigarette, kind of leaning on uh, the back of the triceratops, is a woman. Oh. Rough and rugged, and she's just kind of, kind of looks over and sees you exit and says, Morning. <laughs> I'll say hiya. Good morning. <laughs> I'm going to say it loudly. Hiya. You're a little bit cheery, mm-hmm. aren't you? Well, you know, it's not every day you wake up and there's a triceratops in your face. Oh, that's um, that's I'm Dreadhorn. Fine. She seems to have taken a liking to you. I like her too, and I'm going to keep petting her. I have... Doing the cat nozzle thing. <laughs> Uh, when Allery uh, sees that we have a merchant here, or per- what is per- supposedly the merchant, Allery is going to also exit the the dome and it's like, "Good morning. Are you the uh, merchant sent by Ufentaroa?" That would be me. Yeah, I'm Perfect. Jenna, Jenna Moreau, and uh, again, this is Dreadhorn. My lovely girl. Isn't she so great? And she kind of pats the triceratops on the butt and it just... I get out of Tiny Hut looking very groggy helmet on like staring daggers. Like, how are you like this in the morning, dude? It's too early. Dune's gonna turn back to um, Trey and be like, "Fun uh, fact: Did you know that Triceratops, while being herbivores, are the most aggressive herbivores? So it's lucky that she's tamed." Aren't you, baby? I'm gonna keep petting her. You can take out my axe. And Reese rouses, and it's just like it's too early for fun facts. You can also I see. My axe. Oh. You grab your axe and. No, I was gonna grab my axe and stare at it, contemplate my life decisions, and just kind of. How are all these things around us, huh? <laughs> what I'm, I'm seeing this, Aaron. What are these things? Uh, the oh, Nim. Uh, she kind of turns around and says, "Oh, those are just our convoy guards." Oh, okay. So, all right, just making sure. We've yeah, been ambushed. One a of lot. them. One, <laughs> one of them kind of looks Nim. over and and just kind of. Nim. Alright. N- Nim leaves the tiny hut, so the tiny hut goes away. <laughs> <sighs> the bubble disperses. Uh, Nim walks out the door and it just bursts. What was the uh what was the fact? And Nim goes, I'm rather fond of Dune's fun facts. Fact? <laughs> Wait, what, fun what, fact? Yeah, what was your fun fact about the triceratops again? It was that while being herbivores they can't hear you, bud. Yeah, I think your push to talk cut out. Oh yes, it did. Sorry, it, uh, <laughs> it was not their herbivores, but friend. Uh, but they're the most aggressive. It's like fun fact: while being they're the most aggressive they're the herbivores. Most aggressive of the herbivores, so it's good that she's tamed and friendly. Well, I mean, this one in particular seems to have a knack for figuring out who's an ally and who's not. So, Carly. <laughs> 
Jin's just gonna be like, and we're friendly, aren't we? Like, nuzzling a little. Make an animal handling check. Oh no. A what? Make an animal handling check. Oh, oh. <laughs> No! I don't want to do that. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god. <laughs> Remember when I said you lose a hand? Yeah. Okay. So you get very, very close to the Triceratops, and um, she kind of looks at you cautiously, and as you put a nose on her horn, she just and kind of pushes you back off of her and you almost trip over the rock but you put a hand down and you're able to kind of almost cartwheel over the rock and kind of back down into a defensive position and she kind of like takes a one of her front hooves and kind of and kind of makes these aggressive gestures and the, uh, the handler jenna just whoa whoa girl easy easy oh sorry about that she's usually not this testy with strangers Oh, especially not allies. Leon is a special kind of stranger. <laughs> Apparently, a, but that's alright. For a split second, when, like, Dune's, like, almost falling back, you see Trey kind of wake up and, like, flinch to go to Dune and then be like, you know what, I'm tired. And kind of let it happen and just, like, he's just like, it's fine. Well, you let can... it happen. Nothing happened. You can see that. Her dead on her feet. Like, just eyes closed, but, like, standing still you're not sure if she's sleeping or <laughs> so triceratops have um they have short feet with four hooves on each feet so they're okay. kind of like hoovy claws okay that's what i and thought. their hands have three rather than four perfect thank you dune <laughs> fun fact the fun fact <laughs> you dune also have a kitten years. yes Dune also mules, very small. <laughs> so, the woman known as Jenna kind of just takes one last drag of her cigarette and just throws it down on the ground and, and puts it out. So, what can I do for you? Uh, is there, uh, I know there's some merchandise requests. I'd be happy to show you whatever I have. And, uh, well, I mean, we're a little bit limited as far as magic items and that sort of thing. We don't really have too much along the lines of anything too exotic, but anything for fellow Centaurum. Uh, we got enough, at least, to resupply you. Oh, some of the basics, some of the essentials, that sort of thing. And you can see Do that she does have a little cart. A... There's like a small cart what? that is being pulled as well behind her. Um, and it's only like a two-wheeled cart. It's reinforced. Um, but the, the Triceratops is also covered in these saddlebags and satchels. And she seems to be carrying a lot of weight. But, again, she has a very large, strong, powerful frame and doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. Except for Dune. She's kind of side-eyeing Dune and continuing to make those... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> um, do you by any chance uh, have a bag of holding? For sale? I do. That's one of the most popular things that uh, some of mm. our mercenary groups, when they're out in the field, especially in this particular region, it's one of the most popular requests, so we certainly have a bag of holding. If that's what you want. Yes, I would love one. Have more than one. 
So so it's the uh, so so Jenna the handler doesn't really have the saddlebags of the pack. Everything is on the triceratops. The triceratops mm-hmm. has all the baggage and uh, all the the bags. Jenna is kind of a little bit loose. She's got like leathers and um, very. Um, and and cloth. It's kind of like a custom. It looks a little bit like the outfit that Ray wears from um, the new Star Wars trilogy. It's kind of like very similar to what to what Ray has in the first couple of 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 films, like her regular costume. It's very similar to that. It's a little bit reinforced with some leathers, and she has a um, long so- uh, short sword on her side, and as well as like a utility pack and everything. But bag of holding. Hold on. We only really need to get one. Yeah, they can hold a lot. Yeah. It's like 64 cubic <gasps> feet and like I was just looking at one like I 500 pack of holding like poo. <laughs> yeah. So I can keep track of what's in it since uh, I seem to be the note taker of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if anything Trey can carry it. You can carry it if you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, bag of holding will run you about five thousand gold coins. That's a standard price. <laughs> oh, also, so if it's gonna be used for the party. We could um, split the cost. I've mm-hmm. also been authorized to help you out with any faction training that you might require. Oh, and uh, I have something for you as well uh, from Ifintelroa. Give me a minute here, and I'll uh, fetch this. And she kind of goes into one of the side saddle bags and starts digging around and kind of searching. And after a minute or so, she's, ah, here we go. And kind of walks back over to uh, all of you and says, I know you've got a Viper Grade 2 already traveling with you, but if Intelro wanted to officially award all of you with a promotion, and she very excitedly holds up these stylized pins. It's the Zentarum emblem. There are the lapel pins, and it has the, rather than the winged snake, uh, there is some kind of coiled around uh, a longsword facing down is a viper. And the viper wraps around this longsword and it has wings on the back as well, like the winged snake, but it's a winged viper. And it's a silvered lapel pin. And she just kind of very excitedly hands one to Trey and Reese and Nim and Allery and Dune. She just kind of, <laughs> all right, well, congratulations. You're all officially... Vipers with the Centaurum. Yay. Uh, yeah. Alfred is like, great, I can put it with my other one, and shoves it into his bag. <laughs> that will grant you some opportunities to some of our supplies that are only reserved for Vipers, so that's why Quartermaster rules, eh, you know how it is, that type of thing. You still got to follow the chain of command, especially with the Zentalar in the region. Everything's been a little bit more strict, a little bit more militarized lately. They've been checking the books, all that good stuff. But Here's what we got. Let me bring it up as DM real quick. <laughs> All right, so we have some pretty basic, but standard enough. We do have some enchanted items that I've been authorized to provide to you. There's, you can have a, a weapon of choice that has, has a, a general magical enchantment. Nothing legendary or something that you would find in some ancient ruins, but just providing a basic, uh, a basic, um, power enchantment it gives you a little bit more hmm you know when you're swinging or thrusting or you know whatever it is that you're using and also some shields which have also been enchanted by some of the finest mages from the black hand of course again basic enchantments for our most prestigious of soldiers and agents 
also some armor that gives you a little bit of extra bonus. That's going to be a little bit more expensive. Again, all this will go back into the cause and help fund and feed the soldiers on the ground and, of course, our faction operations across Faerun. Now that we're an empire, I guess, which is pretty fucking wild, uh, we're going to need all the support we can get. Especially because some of the locals are still a little, uh, you know, about the whole entire thing. But June's just nodding and smiling to everything they say. Uh, so, so... How, how, how much are we talking with this uh, armor? And is it light armor? Well, before you ask that question, I do also have two very specific... light enchant enchanted light armor? I do, but I also have uh, two very specific oh, no. items. I have the uh, slippers of spider climbing and a ring of evasion, which is one of our top requested items from field agents in the ground. The triceratops just... I want the ring of evasion. Calms down a little bit. as she She's still kind of side-eyes Dune, but she seems to calm down a bit. <clears throat> Alright, um, can we get the price of your plus one armors, light armor, and Dune's gonna look at Trey. Just the light armor, actually. <laughs> you wear your specific armor, you're not gonna take their plus one heavy armor. Right, so, <laughs> so, any of, so any of the enchanted armor that we have available for Vipers of the Centaurum is... It's gonna run. It's a little bit pricey. Again, it's the same cost of the Ring of Evasion uh, that we have, but it's gonna be uh, that'll cost you about five thousand gold pieces. Same in the bag of holding. So, which reminds me, one thing at a time here. You want to start with the bag of holding, right? Just yeah. I don't know how much. Yeah. I, I I heard I heard y'all were heroes up in the north, especially with Dreadlord Holly Thornton. I heard you procured some artifact of great power for her. I bet her. What's she's a pretty sassy lady, kind of a firecracker in her own way. In her own way, I like her. So whatever you did to gain this promotion, again, congratulations. You're moving on up in the world. Love to see it. So bag of holding. We can split the cost a thousand each, and I'll carry it since yeah. I'm taking notes. Yeah, which okay. we have rid of your uh, platinum. Okay. Yeah. Um, Say goodbye. That Say does goodbye. mean that um, none of us currently have the money to afford the enchanted armor. Um, we can if we yeah, if we only one of us would get a plus one enchanted armor, and I don't think it's worth it because Nim, Dune, and I are the only ones who would wear the armor, the plus one armor, and all of us are ranged fighters except Dune sometimes. Mm -hmm. Fair. So it's and Dune also has a high dex, so they're already less likely to get hit. Is yeah. the shield also the five thousand? The shield is a little bit, it's a little bit easier for our mages of the Black Hand to just kind of, you know, whatever they do with, and wave it over shield, apparently. So these are, those are a little bit less expensive. Those are 500 gold per shield. Now they're simple, sort of small kite shields. Um, so a little bit stylized. It has the Centaurum logo on it. They're really, really, I like them. Um, but they're 500 gold pieces. Okay. And that's a plus one shield. That is a shield that will give you a little bit extra. It's got a magical enchantment. Things that maybe would otherwise... Mm -hmm. It seems to radiate with this... Yeah, it's a plus one shield. <laughs> she's, she's trying to explain it and she's like trying to explain this she's nebulous really... concept of magic to you. So I could carry a plus one shield because I'm a warcaster. So I could have my staff in one hand and my shield in the other. I want it to go along with my last one. Or, Essie, would I be able to do that since my grimoire is my spell focus? Would I have to have my spell focus in one hand and then my staff in the other? 
So um, uh, how does that work? Well, there, there's there's a feat that allows you to. I think it's there's Warcaster and then there's another one. Yeah, I have Warcaster, um, which allows you to cast spells when you're armed. So um, yeah, so if you if you have the Warcaster feat, because it's it's a lot of a lot of sometimes I forget about it. So I'm gonna say that I think yes. What was your specific question again? I just want to make sure. If I can have a shield and the staff. Because the staff is not my spell casting focus. My spell book is my spell casting focus. So you mean like a use a staff one handed and then have a shield? Yeah. Does the staff have a what does the does a quarter staff have a one handed option? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, then you're fine. It's a quarter staff. Then you're fine. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, as long as I'm not wielding I cause staff is versatile. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you kind of use okay, it like cool. a spear and, you know. Uh, yeah. Poke. I mean, he wouldn't hit anyone with it because if you break it, it's a really bad thing. But, um, yeah. Okay, cool. Alright. So... Do you... Do you happen... Sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. Um... I, I was wondering if, uh, with any of that, uh, what weapons, if, if you had any, uh, uh, cross, crossbows, like hand crossbows or anything? Yeah, yeah, we do. We've got, we've got one of every kind of crossbow. What do you look at? Do you want a heavy crossbow? Do you want a light crossbow? Okay. I, I think I want either, maybe... Uh, yeah, a light crossbow. You got it. And she kind of goes into one of the. Uh, how much do those run? Do those run about the same oh, price as the 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 weapons are the same as the shield? Yeah, they're about five hundred gold pieces per weapon. And she kind of lifts up one of the flaps. It's like a, a large okay. crate. Okay. Yeah, there's like a large footlocker kind of on each side of the triceratops, and these appear to be the weapons. And she just. Uh, and opens up this uh, side um, container and kind of looks, starts rummaging around and you can see her unfolding bits of cloth and kind of shifting some things inside eventually. Uh, here we go! And pulls out a light crossbow, aims it, and it sticks into a tree. And you can see this little bit of uh, energy just shoot off from the side of it. And kind of some of the bark just flies off. And she... Enchanted by the Black Hand? It's a plus one. Uh, light crossbow. Awesome. So, I... It's 500 gold. Uh, Alright, yeah, so subtract 500 gold for your... For, uh, words are hard. Subtract 500 gold from your inventory, and she kind of uh, disarms uh, lets the tension release, and hands you a light crossbow. That's a plus one light crossbow. Do you have um, any potions of healing on you? Got plenty of those. How much are they a piece? 50 gold. Okay. I'm getting what the plus one shield as well, by the way. All right. And she kind of goes back to the other side and um, uh, there's like a kind of like almost as uh, rear end armor for Dreadhorn. <laughs> Uh, you can see that there are sort of several shields that are encased in these kind of canvas coverings. And she 
opens up one of them and takes out another one. And uh, Allery, did you purchase one as well? One of the plus one shields? Yeah. Okay, so subtract 500 gold from your inventory. Same thing with who wants Trey? Is that you? Yeah. Okay, she takes out another one. She's like, oh, I'm going to have to find something else to cover you up there, girl. Kind of pats the Triceratops on the butt again and brings over to the one. They're about uh, this big. Um... I don't think of the size comparison. Yeah, so not quite a full kite shield, a little bit smaller, a little bit stylized, curved, and it has, they are silvered, and the trim is this sort of, uh, sort of um, uh, a dull gold trim, uh, and the center is metallic, and it has, uh, kind of etched into the metal is uh, just a, uh, in the same color, so just so it's etched in, is the symbol of the winged snake, the symbol of the centaur. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of radiate with a little. You can kind of feel the energy kind of. You have radiating uh, off it. studded leather armor or just basic. Leather? Yeah, yeah. No, we have studded leather armor. That's. How much is that? Oh, I think all of us are technically wearing studded leather, right? Or no, some of them have leather. It's a little hot in the jungle, so that'll be another five hundred. And again, it's enchanted. Also, the armor again. It's it requires a little bit. Yeah, it's you have to kind of go in into each individual stud and like kind of. Uh, spread the enchantment out to make sure it covers both the wear and the actual armor. So that's a little bit more expensive. So any of the actual armor is going to be 5,000 gold to go back to the, the Black Hand to fund more of this for the rest of our agents and soldiers. But you don't have any unenchanted armor, just the enchanted stuff. Oh, just, just regular. Yeah, I think I think I have one. Let me double check. And she kind of goes onto the other side. And one of the large... Um, everything else seems to be in the cart into the two-wheel cart. She kind of goes back there and is kind of sifting through, kind of jumps in, and you can see her legs kind of kicking up in the air for a second as she kind of dives into the cart. And, ah, all right, there we go. Got it. And turns back and instead of leather armor. Unenchanted. Thank you. I think some of my friends also have some things they'd like to sell if you are willing to barter. Ooh, uh, buying, uh, potentially. I, I, need, I need to do some things. Drop my beholder. So, are we selling the tents that we have? We might as well. I mean, unless you guys have a- maybe if you guys want to keep one of them for something, but like, we're carrying three tents and don't really have reason to. Yeah. <clears throat> you can sell two of them and then I shove their other one into the bag of holding. That sounds good to me. Um, okay. dude needs to buy stuff. Alright. So, uh, who's buying potions of healing? Allery. How many? How much are they? For 50 each. Yeah, I will buy one. Allery's gonna buy two. I'm gonna also buy two. All right. Uh, and there's like a little, um, uh, sort of box that, uh, a steel box that's kind of hanging over the right side of the top. She opens it up and can, and that's one and kind of hands them to you, one and two, and a third one that'll be uh, 50 gold, so 100 gold. Uh, uh, for uh, this gentleman here, and then uh, another 50 for our tabaxi friend. Can I get yeah, one as well? Each. Oh, did you want two? Yeah, I'm getting two, 50 each. I also wanted two. Okay, all right. And uh, she puts takes one more. And, okay, so 100 gold apiece. Okay. I'll take one. All right. You're going to take one, Trey? Yep. All right. How much are um, rations? And the gourd salve. I've got three more potions of healing left. I have eight with me. So one, two, three, four, oh, sorry, L or Rory, do either of your characters need one? Um, no, I have five already. Oh, shit. 
Oh. Yeah, I raided the healer's tent when we were at the camp. Right. That's right. What was the question about what yeah. specifically? Oh, the um, self? Uh, the self I never used any of my... That reminds me that Hella does take the time uh, as she kind of gets up and gets herself ready for the morning. You can see her sparking up some more of the incense, and you can just smell it first as you can... She just kind of... And it lights up, and she puts it in that little cage um, pouch that she has on her belt, and it begins to waft around the camp. And you catch this. It's kind of like a sweet-smelling, flowery incense. How much was this guy with leather armor? That is multi-booking here. Hold on. Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. I, I took it and I didn't ask how much it was. Studded leather. Uh, that'll run you. It's uh, not too bad. That'll run you about forty-five gold pieces. Okay. Do we have any climbing material? Like any climbing gear? Well, I can certainly sell you a climber's kit. I got plenty of those. Yeah, Whoa. I'll take one. How much are those? One sec. Okay, sorry. Because <clears throat> we're trying to get to a ship that is on top of a tree. We're going to need to climb that ship. What can we think ahead? Should we maybe um, get at least two climbers kits? Because I can get one as well. That might be sure. nice because then you two could climb up with your higher athletics and pull uh, any of us who are not athletically inclined up. So as far as yeah. as far as insects, uh, a block of the incense sells for one silver. For one one of the blocks, it'll burn for eight hours in the twenty sort of a twenty foot radius. Uh, we also have some of the gourds, which is the the salve you can just slather it all over your skin. There, uh, that's uh, one gold piece per gourd. And again, so studded leather. Um, after you complete the studded leather transaction, that's forty five gold for the studded leather. And what was your question, L? How long does the salve last? Thirty four days, right? I might have just. 20, 24 hours? No, like how many, many like, uses. uses in the gourd? Ah, 20 applications. 20, okay. Um, Dune is going to buy two. Uh, I'll buy one. And then I think both um, Nim and Dune wanted to also buy studded leather armor if she had more. Okay, so here's two gourds. All right, one for... Okay, and... Uh, so again, um, there's plenty of, of the gourds, and if you purchase one that is one gold piece per gourd, and that is a 24-hour application, so it'll last you one entire, and it, uh, you have 20 days in one gourd. Uh, and who else wants studded leather? Adun, and I think Nim. Yeah, Nim wrote in the chat that they wanted studded leather. Okay, she goes back to the cart, and all right, I got a couple more studded leather here. There we go, and pulls out two more, one in each hand. It's your lucky day. <laughs> and I mean, the, the, the cart seems pretty full. There's a bunch of stuff in there, but she kind of walks back with a set of leather armor in each hand. All right, 45 gold a pop. How much were the climbing kits? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Both Trey and Reese want a climbing kit. Um... Yeah, because we're going to be climbing up to a fucking tree thing shipwreck. Yeah. Also, Ooh, we could try to ask them about it. Uh, a single climber's kit is 25 gold pieces. Gotcha. Okay. Can I do simple maths? Three? Four. There we go. Uh, 
I, uh, I also got some Tej for sale. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hydrate! Yes. Thank you, everybody hydrate! Thank you. My AC is 18. Mine is 21. Ooh, hydrate, ooh. hydrate everyone, thank you. Oh. Oh. Mm. So... <sighs> um... I got... I'm boring, I just have black cherry seltzer. I got water and coffee. <laughs> Coffee's good. I have I got water. strawberry lemonade and lem- Emily doesn't like it. <laughs> nice. All right. So, okay. I needed um, that. Thank you. What else? This might sound weird. Does she have like empty vials? Um, yeah, like, I gloss containers. I've got a couple of em- empty vials if you want them. Yeah, I'll take like a like five. Emma wants to know how much rations are. Uh, first things first. The vials, uh, th- these are crystalline vials. They're one gold piece. They're a little bit on, uh, expensive. but Five a piece. I mean, one a piece. Okay, sure. I'll take five. And she goes into the, there's like a another box to next to the small metallic box that had the health potions. And she unders a strap and, all right. And she, you can hear the glass moving around in there. Right, one, two. <clears throat> how many did you want again? Five. Five. All right. One, two, three, four, five. And can I? You get the glass is kind of moving. There you go. Five. Careful with those. Yep. And All I'm right. going to shove it into the bag of holding. Five gold pot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Rations. This is. This is going to be. Excuse me. That's a seltzer. Oh, never mind. I forgot that there's more that you're going through. <laughs> uh, rations are five silver a pot. Five silver for one use. Five silver for one, yeah, and they're a little bit—they're a little bit bulky. They're whole self-contained meals. Add a little bit of hot water, mm-hmm. you'd be fine. It's five silver for one, ten. so it would be one gold for two. So then it would be five gold for ten. That's how maths work, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll get ten and do five gold. How much? How many rations does she have? There is a on the left side of the triceratops. There's a big sort of wooden footlocker that has all kinds of stuff in it. And she just kind of runs over to the other side, and she seems to have a decent amount. So like thirty rations. Would be You're like gonna get as many more. rations as you can and just stuff them yeah. in the bag of holding. They don't run out of date. They don't. Okay, expire, I'll right? donate five. Yeah, it's dried. It's it's dried. It's freeze dried fruit and jerky. To your cause. Are we still selling stuff? I think we we're trying to get the buying yet. out of the way first. We're, we're okay. buying. I I have one weird question for you on what you sure. have. Do you happen to have any musical instruments? <laughs> bard got a bard. Have it. Let's see. Uh, particularly a flute or a drum. I those are pretty common. I actually have, believe it or not, I have both of those in the cart. I can sell you a flute for two gold and a drum for six. So it'll be eight gold for both of them. You know what? I think one of, my eight gold. I think one of these agents back there is going to be a little disappointed. They were kind of playing around with the drums earlier. Uh-huh. 
You just Pretty. as as she goes and and Aww. takes out the drum uh, and and it's they're in the car. And she pulls out a, a drum and uh, she's like, "You got somewhere to put this bag of holding." Bag of holding. <laughs> and you you just hear uh, one of the agents from uh, over in the over in the the yeah, woods there just go, holding, "Oh." <laughs> okay, one drum. Also, I'm buying thirty rations. It'll get, it'll get a good use. I'm buying 30 rations and I'm shoving it in a bag of holding as like a worst case scenario emergency stash of food. Okay. Yeah. So you just, I, you see Trey walking over with this big stack of rations and just dumps them all into the recently acquired bag of holding. So it, did you already do the math for that? About how much it's going to cost? 15 gold? I think? 15 yeah. Gold. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. So subtract your 15 gold and uh, Trey has a big pile of rations walking over like this. I just give everyone a thumbs up. It's like, we probably won't go hungry for a bit. By a bit, I mean like a few days, like a handful of days, but... Um, what else? What else is smart to take with us? Who here doesn't have dark vision? I know it's Allery and Nim that don't have dark vision, right? No, but I have light, I think. Yeah, this I, might be a I have the cantrip light as well. It might um, be a stretch. They I don't have, have goggles of night, do they? Uh, unfortunately not, my friend. It's okay. I'm just trying to think what would make what would make sense. I got slippers, a spider. I got spider climbing shoes that are a little. They got special grip, almost like little cleats on the bottom, slightly enchanted, a little sticky, and a ring of evasion. How much are those? Well, the slippers are 500 and the ring is 5,000. Dude, you want to climb wolves? What? Do you want to climb wolves? Absolutely, I do. How much is it? 500. 500 gold. For the slippers, the spider clan. How many uh, <laughs> uh, platinum would that be? 50. But you have to take out 100 for the um, bag yeah. holding that we all purchased together. I'm just burning for my gold. It's fine. <laughs> well, you had some stuff you wanted to, to try and sell and barter? Ah. What you got? I have uh, my old leather armor. My <laughs> old leather armor. Because I, I just bought the studded leather. Uh, so. Can y'all tell me what the shoes do again? Uh, that and, uh, would you, would you be interested in a pendant of Joaquin? Uh, I, not really a practitioner of Joaquin, uh, kind of partial to Cyric myself. Oh, neither am I. I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> I, uh, I came across it, uh... Uh, give you two gold for it. Two golds, two gold. Um, here's a strange request. Do you have any crystals? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Broke, let me just finish this real quick. And uh, all right, leather. Yeah, used. I'll take it. I'll uh, I'll give you five gold for the leather. Your old leather armor. 
you all make that sale. For, okay, so you both want to exchange for the used? Use all their armor? Yeah. Okay. We're that, not going to carry it. Not I'll, get, I'll give you five gold for a piece yeah. for, for the leather armor. Again, used, um, so I'll have to you know, polish okay. it up and whatnot. But all right, And she kind of takes the leather armor and that's actually she's like this. It's a little beat up, yeah. but I, I, I can. You called a T Rex yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. June's gonna counterpoint and be like, actually, and he's gonna look at everyone with his eyes saying, "Shut up." I killed a T Rex yesterday, and have you ever been in possession of a T Rex horn? Because I have the proposition for you. Would you like to buy a T Rex horn she, for fifty gold? She kind of like raises an eyebrow skeptically and walks back over with the used leather armor and just. Oh, this is going to be a project, and kind of puts it back into the uh, the cart, the two-wheeled cart. Show me. It should be stated, not just um, any T-Rex. <laughs> not just any T-Rex, the king of feathers himself. It was the king of feathers, not just any T-Rex. The king of feathers. I don't, think we, I don't think we know he was the king of feathers, though. We don't we have do any know. more of this yeah. sure. He was fucking huge. <laughs> He was the biggest T-Rex yeah. I ever set my eyes on, and we took him down with a single shot. I was inside of its brain for a minute. I rode on top of it. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is... Regardless of I what... I forgot it, that I also wanted to sell my old light crossbow. Regardless of... I mean, this is pretty impressive. This is a huge T-Rex horn. I mean, this has some... I think there's probably some weirdo I could probably sell this to. I can grind it up into bones and sell it as an aphrodisiac or something. So, Ooh. I mean, this is pretty impressive. This is pretty impressive. I, I can give you fifty platinum for this. Ooh. Yeah. Sold. Sold. Okay. I she hand it over. Takes the horn mm -hmm. and and uh, kind of just walks over, and you see it's two of the agents uh, are kind of tap each other and point over at the horn. She just uh, and kind of tosses it into the back of the cart with a thud. <laughs> Who's keeping the gold? I'm assuming June's keeping the gold. I also wanted to sell my... my... We're, are we splitting the platinum? Oh, Dune, Dune deserves it. <laughs> Everyone take ten platinum. I don't know. Cool. Ten platinum? Okay. Um, But yeah, I will also sell my regular... Um, since I got a plus one. Oh, and how much were the Thank tents you for the follow to wolf design. So the, the, old, the, the old crossbow um, used... That's not in terrible condition. I can... I can give you 45 gold for it. The old light crossbow that you got Sounds there. like a deal. All right. Just a couple of, um, just a couple of nicks yeah, here and absolutely. there. I can polish it up and lacquer it. Yeah, the big deal. And she goes, goes over to the footlocker and you, she takes a special tag from one of the other pouches and puts it on the used items and onto this the metallic footlocker is rearranging things. What was the other question? The two two people the tents. tents. Yeah, we're selling two of them. The two person ones. Yeah, I can. I'll give you three gold, five silver for both of them. Three gold, five silver. Sure. Who wants it? All right. Divvies up. Takes out five silver. I think Allery and Trey were the ones who bought the tents originally. 
yeah. So Allery can have it back, or whoever's selling it. I mean, I'm getting rid of mine, but... Yeah, brings the tents over to the cart, and she goes, Hey boys, I just picked up some extra tents for us. You hear one of the agents go, Woo! Allery also has two short bows to sell, and I, I genuinely don't know when, and I don't know how, but I have two short bows I'd like to sell. I think of the goblins. Oh, these are real mm. beat up. Uh, oh, jeez. I will honestly take anything. I don't care. I can give you 15 gold for the two of them. I will take it. That is good. Quick, do I have anything to sell? I have Hela's kit. I can't even fucking use it. They're like, they're, they're painted and all dinged up and really used, and they're very sort of primal in their construction, but she's like, you know, this will probably sell for a novelty, so yeah, 15 gold. And... Uh, how much... So, we're back to the dinosaur from before. Uh, how much would you give us for a sack full of pristine feathers from it? She kind of... Let me take a look. I show her the feathers. <laughs> 70 gold? Yeah. That's good. Alright. I'll take it. These are pretty nice. She kind of takes one out and... Yeah, I can definitely do something with these. Definitely. They make right. lovely quills, I'd imagine. For sure. Yeah, 70 gold for the whole bag. All yeah. right. So we can add 70 gold for your inventory to your inventory. Um, what do you guys think about getting like a spyglass type thing to see ahead better? I don't know, I'm not just a going... bad idea. How you... much? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are really expensive. Those are a thousand gold a piece. Killing put the first spyglass, never mind. Um yeah, those are those are rare items to actually get the, the lens to refract the right way. It's a little bit the science is beyond me, but also I've been instructed to authorize uh, a little bit of extra faction training for all of you. If you want to take a day uh, extra and set up, it'll take you a better part of a day, uh, so then we can hunker down together. But uh, I can also train any of you in uh, uh Whipping up a disguise kit, a forgery kit, a poisoner's kit, or a thieves' tools. Poisoners would be great. You do lose a day of travel. You do that. Can we all train in something for that day? Or yeah, yeah. You can. You can all. Uh, she can do like a seminar. You can all train. <laughs> okay. I mean, we could all train in something for and just lose a day. I mean, it's just one day, and we're on our way to the starships thing anyway. If you guys want to do that. I poison yeah. will probably be somewhat decent. The training will definitely be useful. Poison so would be great for the things she could train us in again? Poisoners, thieves... Uh, disguise kit, forgery kit, poisoners kit, and thieves tools. I would like poisoners kits. Okay, so, so for uh, each uh, training, it's 125 gold pieces. Okay. And for an extra 25, it includes a kit. So 150, I'll get you a kit of whatever you're training in, and also the training. I would like that for poisoning okay. people. Alright, so that's 150 gold, and you receive... I also like the poisoners. Okay, one. so for each of you, that's 150 gold, and you both receive both proficiency 
in Poisoner's Kit, which you can drag and drop from the Roll20 Compendium. You receive the proficiency in the Poisoner's Kit, and you also receive your own Poisoner's Kit as well. Um, Thieves' Tools, does that use sleight of hand? Yes. Allery will train in Thieves' Tools. Okay. Oh, I'm already trained in Thieves' Tools. Forget that. Okay. Allery is going to get trained in... We'll do it at Poisoner's Kit as well. Why not? Okay. <laughs> All right. Did you also want your own Poisoner's Kit? I want to forgery. Okay, so 150 gold for Allery for both proficiency I and the Poisoner's Kit. I want to train in Forgery. Forgery, okay. Forgery All right, so 150 gold, and you get a Forger's Kit and proficiency in Forgery. And what about for Dune? Dune wants the Poisoner's Kit. Okay, another Ooh. 150 gold. So you have proficiency and, po and a poisonous kit and an actual poisonous kit. So for most of you with the, since most of you are getting the poisonous kit, um, she starts with that and she takes basically until lunchtime, you meet with the other agents of the Centaurum and with Elena and you all take the time to, she explains how, different alchemical basics, uh, how different plants uh, that you can find in the jungles of Chult will interact with each other to create poisons, uh, what percentage of water and of viscous fluid or viscous materials that you need, whether it's saliva or blood or uh, different, uh, how different extracts and liquids interact with different bases and regents. And for the forgery kit, uh, she just takes the time to uh, practice 10 or 20 different examples with Nim and about different styles and gets a little bit into the psychology of, of writing and how different people will have different flourishes and teaches you what to look for as far as how people do each of their letters and about how, and she kind of also takes another two hours or so uh, to, as the sun is starting to set to go over the history of different cities and factions and nations of the Sword Coast with you regarding the forgery. Thank you, Harley. I'm so sorry. I was looking at Dune's thing. I went ahead and did Thieves Tools, and I gave myself the Thieves Tools, and Thieves Tools was... Okay. I okay. was looking at the That's okay. So, um, so yeah, so right at the end of the day, she takes the time to kind of, you know, as after the sun has set, you're the last one up, and she just kind of, you can hear the, uh, the rest of you as you're setting up the dome again for this night. You hear, like, the <laughs> as they're working with each other, and you just hear, like, no, try again. Try again. Try again, like, as you are taking the time to, and eventually, yeah, a few times towards the end, that turns more into a series of actual, and she says, see, now you're getting it. I am exhausted. I've been talking all day. I'm ready for a nap. Thank you so much for helping us and supplying us. Yes. That's my job. That's what I'm here for. Quick question. When we, like, got training in poisoning, did she teach us how to, like, identify components using poisons that yeah. already made? Yep. So could I try and replicate, you know, the, that one really powerful, like, unconscious juice Nana Pupu had? Mm -hmm. uh, could I try and replicate that? That would be a really high DC, because that's something a little bit more advanced than the basics. That's something that a hag made, and a hags have years, decades of working to create perf the perfect concoctions. Can I try regardless? Um, so, yeah, so go ahead and make a... 
it's going to be a series of checks for that one. So go ahead and make a survival check to see if you can find the regents uh, within, you know, 60 miles or so. Uh, 15. 15? Uh, you do find some... You do find um, uh, some various poisonous plants um, that, you, that were identified earlier um, that you can possibly use for something else, but as far as the specific plants you might be looking for... Reese rolled like a 20 what? and almost failed. Okay. And then I poo-pooed the poison. You rolled a 20 on your con save oh, and yeah. you almost failed it. I want that poison. Didn't I fail it though? No. No, you succeeded. Oh, okay, right. Right. So, um, Trey, but you do find a handful of poisonous plants. Yeah, I'll make some poisons that I'm able to make with the plants that I find. Okay. All right. So um, go ahead and um, uh, you're gonna make some poisons tonight. Yeah. Okay. So sure. go ahead and uh, click on your poisoner's kit. Add your proficiency bonus and your intelligence modifier. Oh. Ooh. 15? Again. Yeah, okay, so you're able to produce um, two two vials of basic poison. Okay. Which you can look up as an item. Two vials of po uh, basic poison. Uh, okay. And uh, you can coat your weapon in poison uh, using one vial for... Uh, and that will last you all day, and that will deal an extra 1d4 poison damage on hit. Oh, it's only 1d4. Alright. Thank you. Hmm. Basic. It's basic, basic poison. Yep. Okay. Anybody else want to buy anything before dawn the next morning? Maybe. Trying to think. I don't think there's anything else. Did Dune want the slippers of Spider Clam? Yeah, I had already I already took the money out for them. Okay. I was just I couldn't find them in the compend. compend so they give you uh, the ability to use Spider Clam, which is essentially allows you to climb walls and stuff like that. Oh, <gasps> tight! <laughs> you can basically Spider Man walk. Yeah, and run. So, so if you just look up the spell Spider Clam, you'll be able to use that as like an innate ability. They just, for as long as you wear them, they just allow you to spider climb. And that's 500 gold pieces for that. Right. It might be a stretch, and it's not buying something, but I want to ask her about the ship, if she knows anything about the ship. That uh, I have no fucking idea. I'm sorry about that. It's fair. I'm trying to stay oh. away from things said, like that. And she said that she wouldn't have had any crystals or anything like that. Uh, I'd say I, well, I have like a clear quartz that I have that's mine. Like I carry that around. That's about it. Birds. Not really in the crystal market, really. Okay. At the end of the day, she lights up another of the hand rolled cigarettes, and she's like, "I need one of these." Just. <sighs> she's like, "Y'all definitely uh, kept me busy. That's for sure." Gave you good business. That too. That too, yeah. Dune wants to buy more Tej. 
<laughs> sure, yeah. So you approach her like kind of after sunset, just like yeah. Do we yeah. have Tish with your big claw paws? Also, Allery, do you want me to carry the alchemy jug in the bag? Yes. Okay. What if it spills and you continue? It won't. I got. So I'm gonna show you a picture of the alchemy jug. I got two gallons. I have two one-gallon jugs of Tej. It'll cost you two silver apiece, so four silver. Ooh. I'll take both. I like a tabaxi who knows his liquors. It's like, Tej is good shit. Dune, do you also want me to carry that in the bag since a uh, gallon can get heavy? Um, I love my liquors. <laughs> Did you want um, the, to carry that in the bag of holding? Oh, so far I can carry it. Okay. I'm not, in, I'm not over encumbered. Okay. Uh... We have climbing kits. We have blades so we can cut through stuff. We have vials. The vials was full holy water. Allery is going to give you the rain catcher. Oh, to put in the bag? They're one, one of their rain catchers, yeah. Okay. Rain catcher. I could actually use the alchemy jug. Um, so it can make a bunch of different stuff for all of us who didn't know. It can make acid, basic poison, Beer, honey, mayonnaise, mm -hmm. oil, vinegar, fresh or salt water, and then wine in different amounts. We spend mayonnaise. 150 for most of us each to be able to make basic poisons, and we could have. It's fine. I just have to check something. All right. You guys got the ability to get a skill now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else from the merchant? And to be fair, it can only make like half an ounce of a basic poison or eight ounces of acid rather than like a specific one. So Dune's gonna walk up to the merchant and be like, like looking around. Got anything weird? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, and she kind of runs over to um, one of the um, sacks, one of the satchels, and just and pulls out a uh, letter and says, "I assume this is for you." For me? They look the only tabaxi that I see. Okay. I'm gonna pick up the letter. <laughs> I am afraid. I don't like when this happens to me. Alright, so you have the letter. Do you open it? Uh <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it it smells of smells familiar. It smells of this really intense but uh uh enjoyable scent of a perfume that you recognize Is and my girlfriend <laughs> inside it says to my favorite cat boy <laughs> i've heard that your mission goes extremely well making a name for yourself across all parts of port nyanzaru chult Securing a personal item for the Treadlord of Neverwinter? Look at you. You're going places. And power is sexy. And so are you. I miss you. Things in Port Gonzaro are a little... 
stale, wild in their own ways, but there's a little bit of chaos missing here without you. Once you reach your next rank, you can technically hire a tagalog, whatever you want to call it. When that happens, I hope that you send for me. With love, Lydia Tres Eradrin, Viper. And it's there's kind of like a, a kiss with lipstick on it. It's like dark purple lipstick. <laughs> I may have like blacked out. <laughs> it, it is cute. We broke what does one say to that? Uh, the, the merchant's like, <laughs> what's it say? <laughs> Dude's just oh, gonna like be blushing and she's gonna be like, oh. I, I've got some, I've got some, I've got some writing supplies if you want to write back. I would like to do that. I, yeah, that looks. You know what? It's know it's it's on me. Don't don't worry about it. If you want, I can just let you use what I have, so you can just you, know, you don't have to buy stuff. That's great. Sure. Thank you. She just kind of shares um, her supply with you of parchment and ink. Could I do a sketch of my fuckboy face? Like, <laughs> make a um, make no, a performance I'm check. Not do that. See how well the drawing comes no. out. <laughs> <laughs> Because one of his dad, and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I like to imagine that he does like the stick figure. <laughs> circle with the other circle and the triangle. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Question Could I do it only if I get a good score, or do I have to do it? Well, I mean, if you, if, if you get a net one, it's going to be exactly that stick figure, but if you. <laughs> If you get higher than that, it's going to be a very good sketch. Well, I'm going to go for it. Are, are you proficient in, in painters, uh, tools, or anything like that? Oh, All right, no. so yeah, so go ahead and, and just roll a performance check. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're, if you're proficient in calligraphers tools or uh, painting, It's it's pretty good. I think that we made the same thing. It's pretty good. There's uh the, the there's there's not really shading is a little bit beyond you, but it's pretty good. It's 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 pretty average sketch. Um it's uh you are happy with it. No, you're happy with it. Yeah. And uh, even um uh, even uh, Jenna the merchant's like, well, that's not bad. You got kind of a neck for that. <laughs> and then um he's also <laughs> I need help. She's like, why? Well, she's like, well, I mean, it's no like, it's no masterwork, but it's pretty good. Dune's gonna be like, Allie, come here, please. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna sit over the paper, just like, okay, not do this. Allie is gonna come over, see what you're doing, and proceed to laugh so hard he's like double over howling, <laughs> and then he comes back up for breath, and he's like. What? You need to ask Nim. Don't ask him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Nim! 
Nim, come over here. Do needs your help. Holy <laughs> shit, I needed that. Dune's gonna be like, Nim, okay, don't fucking laugh. I really do not know how to write. Well, no. um, please help me. <laughs> please help me write a love note back to Nim, you. like, looks through. Stunningly. I, I got you. I, I got you. And Nim proceeds to tell Dune about, like, like feeding Dune the words of like, our night together still lingers in my thoughts. Like this, really, yes. like this is good. Yeah. Yes. No, good. no check necessary yeah. because the bard is writing it. It's pretty epic. You're right. you're pretty confident in this. Comes up with a good love letter, or like sexy raunchy love letter. Hey, um, yeah, sure, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Yes, with my fuck boy face. With it. <laughs> okay. I just need to know Amazing. how does how does Dune do the fuck boy face? Can cats bite their lips? Like just, he's cats got the two little lips. vampire face. Have you seen that with the cats? He's got the little things. I done a yeah. little sketch. Have have you seen those things where the cats? smell something and they'll have their mouths just slightly open. <laughs> yes, that's right! That's good! I've I done, I done a little sketch. It's in the CCC channel. No, we were laughing about oh that. It's perfect. <laughs> so, with the help of the bard, you compose this saucy and sassy and also beautiful love letter with this pretty decent drawing it's so i think the best way to describe it where it's it's objectively good but the fact that i think lydia didn't know that you were an artist she would probably be very impressed by it like wow it's pretty you know like when you see someone who's still kind of learning but it's good and you're like oh it's pretty good that's that's the way to describe yeah. it yeah it, it conveys the point and it'd be like oh, it's pretty good and it's kind of cute that she would do a uh that um uh they would do a sketch for me so and then when i'm done writing I'm gonna rub it all over my fur so my scent is on it. You got that cat, you that cat like boy scent on it. Cat boy musk. Yes, cat boy musk. Love it. Oh, that phrase needs to die. It probably literally only smells like the south. <laughs> well, have sweat and humidity. Well, have you ever yeah. smelled your cat? Like they smell like a cat. They don't. My cat's stinky. One of our cats is stinky. Okay. Well, like. You smell like, you know, like an average cat. Well, like, to smell like a cat. So, like, you have this letter smells like a cat. <laughs> Before we go to sleep, I'm gonna spend some time and, like, get out, like, the, the vials and get, like, fill them with water from the alchemy jug and start blessing it so it makes holy water with the ceremony spell. Mm -hmm. And then hand the vial to everyone. Okay. All right. So, y'all have holy water. Okay. Because we're about to head into undead zone, might help. So make sure you subtract the vials from your inventory, yeah. or like, or whoever has them, add. And so you have crystal vials now, but just uh, amongst yourselves, keep track of who has the vials and and whatnot, so you can yeah. delegate them as such. Good question. Everyone will have one. Okay. One okay. vial of holy water. All right. Anything else anybody wants to do with the merchant? A little bit of downtime activity. All right, Allery, you're good. Dune, you good? Okay. Yeah, Reese? Will send a, uh, I'm sorry, Allery will send another message to Esfe like okay. they did last night. All right. 
but I'll just put it in the chat. They do it every night. Okay. I don't think there's anything. Okay. So you have a relatively uneventful night's sleep. These interim agents offer to keep watch so you can all get a full night's sleep, to which is uneventful. You seem to have an ideal strategic location outside of undead territory. And as morning breaks, you uh, are actually cooked a nice breakfast of eggs by your merchant, who offers to cook everyone bacon and, and eggs. She has some uh, uh, dried bacon that she kind of throws back down on the frying pan to heat it up, uh, and has some uh, fresh eggs, a little bit larger than normal, potentially dinosaur eggs that she kind of cracks and you all have this pretty decent sized, and she has salt and pepper as well that she's very proud of, that she sprinkles on the eggs as well. So you all have eggs however you like them, and bacon for breakfast, which is pretty nice. I completely forgot one thing. Does she have any, like, books on the area? Like, books that would, like, help us survive? Like, something that Dune could, like, look through and then, like... Uh, I, don't, I don't have any books. I mean, I have blank books if you're looking for a journal type of thing, but as far as, yeah. you know, unfortunately not. Sorry, buddy. That's all right. Hey, Dune, do you want a, a blank book to write down your discoveries? She lights up another hand-rolled cigarette. How much are the journals? <laughs> the never-ending shopping episode. Last I checked, they were 50, so I don't know. I can help buy you one. 25 gold. 25. How about I pay 20 and then I give you this like bomb ass T Rex pristine tooth? Make a persuasion check. <laughs> also, do you have inks? Yeah, okay, I mean, that's I fine. Look, I knew it would be good. I mean, it's a nice tooth. It's a nice tooth. It's I, a mean, nice tooth. I mean, it's sharp. I can probably stab somebody with it. Probably. You can, like, fashion it into a dagger or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, uh, I got a one-ounce bottle of black ink. That's ten gold. A second tooth. <laughs> ten gold. <laughs> did not change price. Okay, right. I mean, right. hey, I, I, I already did kind of let you use some of my ink the other day. Kind of. You're, you're right. That's fine. So, thirty-five gold total for the ink and the book. Do you have a uh, well? That, yeah, you uh twenty thirty thirty because 20, you yeah thirty you gold. Five you gold. did oh. successfully barter for the tooth. Okay, cool. So, yeah. there you go. I also have a quill. That's cool. We have feathers. Okay, right. Everyone has a feather. They're not like right. the best writing utensil, but we could probably fashion it into one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, you know, I, I've got a bunch of ink pens. Just, just take one. Here you go. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I see. What about with what I asked you in the chat? Uh, <clears throat> you would. Uh. Would you, yeah, I'll, but I'll say that, like, you would have to spend, um, you would have to focus on it overnight. Yeah, so I'll say that, you know, um, 
you would see Reese kind of focusing on the amulet that she received, kind of very intently, like kind of staring at it. And then, yes, you can use it as a focus. Cool. Interesting. So, about... Don't worry about... Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> I just look at Reese and be like, interesting, and then I say to the group, so about that uh, King of Feathers, what do y'all say we track back? Oh my god. Say a good morning and blaze through the undead. No. On its back. I second that motion. No. No. Valerie. Yeah, no. Valerie. No. We have no. a voice of reason here. That is a no. lot of good terrain you no. can cover. All right, so uh, I'm gonna start packing up and being on my way. Or really, has is having none of our shit. <laughs> She Look, we so got to crazy. keep with our guides, Trey. I told you, if you find some small I am ones, with Hella. Yeah, I'm with Hella. Mm, uh, regretting giving you guys the holy water. <laughs> so we are approaching break time, but I wanted to get to um, a certain point before we did. So, uh, Anyone else have anything as she finishes her last cigarette and just kind of same thing puts it this is like it's like a, uh, a big pile of uh hand rolled cigarette butts <laughs> that she's been throwing into the ground uh in the dark Valerie distantly thinks holy shit she's going to die before she makes it out of this jungle Valerie <laughs> <laughs> really is just dad is mm -hmm. a dad um from the map would, are we reaching undead zone before we reach the shipwreck? Yes, but only for one hex. Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna coat my longsword with one of the basic poisons. Because okay. it lost a day, right? You did. Yeah, okay. I mean, it does, it does, sorry. Last, yeah. last 24 hours. All right, anyone else? All right. Good to go. All good. So as you say your goodbyes to Jenna Moreau and the Centaurum agents uh, and the Triceratops Dreadhorn, they make their way into the distance uh, in the opposite direction of the northeast towards the Aldani Basin. As you pack up for the day and once again head deep into the jungles of Chult. I need someone to roll a d20 for the weather, please. I'll roll. I'm not allowed to roll these dice anymore. That is correct. First time, gr force gray. Second time, king of feathers. Okay. Roll a d100 for me. Okay. I'm scared. 99. Okay, yeah, so <clears throat> there is... Um, okay, so that's five... Okay, so you hear a, a distant 
rumble of thunder. And by oh, about 10 a.m., uh, there is a steady rain. It's not oppressive, but there is a steady rain above you. And Hela just kind of, um, as you're moving through the jungle, you still have, again, the blessing of um, Saju Nabaza, the Naga Guardian. So you're moving quick, uh, quicker than usual through. You seem to be just, your footsteps seem to carry you quicker and farther than they normally would. You seem to be expertly navigating the terrain but you are able to stick to the edge of the tree line enough with navigating around this sort of barren patch of wastes in the center of the jungle that somewhat connects to the Aldani Basin. And Hela again puts the raincatcher up and sticking into the jungle, it's a little bit less oppressive. The canopy seems to be catching a lot of the water, but Hela immediately deploys the raincatcher. Uh, and it begins refilling uh, her jug. It's humid and warm and and wet, but not miserable, but a steady rain that lasts for most of the day. When Allery think... sees her doing that, Allery will pipe up and say, Oh, Hella, we actually have an item that can create eight gallons of water fresh if you are interested. I understand if you want to use your rain catcher, but you don't have to. I'll uh, stick I'll stick to me rain. And okay. just kinda nods and kinda rolls her eyes a Allery... little bit. Ah. Allery's also going to go to Trey, um, probably right as Allery notices the rain clouds coming, and um, is going to say, hey, could you put something maybe a little silly in your bag? Always. And Allery's going to reach into the bag and is going to pull out the dragon plush that he bought for Espe. It's like, can you... It's getting a little dinged up in my bag. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Dragon. It's a dragon plushie, right? Yeah, just a dragon plushie. A dragon turtle, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> Alright, so somebody go ahead and roll a D100 for me. Not it. I'll do it. If you roll a 100, we're dead. Actually, no, no, no one looks at my camera when I'm trying to frantically wave around that I want to do it. You can I, do the I can't. It's really hard for me to do. It's really hard for me to do push to talk. <laughs> we should do it on a turn base then. Yeah, what if we, we can that? do the next one. Also, that was a really good one. Yeah. Was it good? Are you sure? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's do both because you're kind of in both territories. So. No undead. Okay, 96. Uh, fuck's sake. I am built to kill undead, and we're yet to face any. Okay. Yeah, uh, Trey, it's a dragon turtle plush, like the thing we saw in the first pre-episode. Cool, alright. You have a rather expeditious and uneventful day's travel, because... Arctis Climber is dead. Yay. <laughs> Was it 96 to bring him up? To, like, summon him? Nice. Guys, wow. we have such a boring day of travel ahead of us. Dragon, oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty dull and it's monotonous, but um, you can hear again the distant sounds of the jungle, the occasional roar and hooting of uh, the birds. 
uh, and the toucans and the parrots and a distant roar of a dinosaur or of a jungle animal. Uh, but again, seemingly keeping their distance as you navigate the edge of the forest and you get closer and closer to the wreck of this mysterious shipwreck. And as night falls and as planned, you push on through, refreshing your incense as Hela does or anything else that you may need to refresh at the end of the day. You all have to consume one gallon of, uh, a little bit less than a gallon of water for the day. And remember to subtract whatever you use for insect repellent, whether it's the incense or the salve from the gourd. <laughs> and as the insects it. are a little... <laughs> seeming to buzz around, especially in the canopy. The canopy is a little bit drier. They kind of are buzzing around the trees, and as you approach, kind of they swarm around you from time to time. You swap them away, but your salve and incense keeps most of them at bay. Eventually making your way to about a mile away from the wreckage, and you can see the canvas sails of this ship just sort of in the distance. Again, as night has fallen, you can see, again, just the shapes of this in the distance. As you are approaching it, you can see the canvas kind of flapping and, and, and tearing, and the wood kind of creaking able to like from like the colors of the sails or the makes of the boat to see what like who were the people that like sailed it uh, you're a little bit you're a little bit too far away and by the time you get within a mile light has fallen so you're about a mile yeah. away in darkness so okay, but for now as you approach begin to push through it's about 9 p.m in the evening we're gonna go ahead and take a break and a 10 minute break so we'll be back at 11 50. all right we'll see y'all in 10 minutes can we bring back up the rule 20 here all right so you're about a mile away now it's about nine o'clock in the evening all of you kind of continue on forward into the jungle now to the wreck of this ship. And I think one of you wanted to make a check to see if you could identify it as you get closer, but you would have to get within 200, 300 feet to be able to actually, because it is nighttime now, and by the time you get close enough, it's about 9.30 or so in the evening. So you get about 200 feet away from it as you continue to cautiously uh, trek through the jungle. And at this point, you could potentially make a check to try and identify this the sails. I think it's Dune that needs to identify, what? isn't it? Mm -hmm. Dune isn't here, technically. Well, uh, what do well, I do? Dune just walked by. Dune's trained in history, so I'm going to click the button. Okay. I don't know what I'm rolling for. <laughs> I'm also curious. I want to see my boy fail. Oh. Yeah, so you... Oh! Not 20! I rolled a nat 20. Oh, you rolled 2? Yeah, I rolled okay. 2. Uh, so I rolled a nat 20 plus 4. Both of you are able to discern 
just after taking a moment and stopping at about getting a little closer you're about 180 feet away from it now as you're gazing up into the canopy and the as you get a little closer you can start to make out some very distinctive things about the ship and i'm just going to pull up the wiki here uh, you notice a symbol on some of the sails. Those of you with dark vision that can relate to each other. It is a symbol of red and silver. And there are three concentric circles. And in the center of this concentric circle is a star. Trey and Dune, you recognize this to be the symbol of the kingdom of Halrua from southern Faerun. This is a, you've heard legends and rumors of prototype airships that can fly and sail through the skies, mostly relegated to stories. The Sword Coast, in its own way, is a bit behind. You've heard tell that the Black Hand of the Centaurum, where the artificers and mages are, are working to progress the Sword Coast. <clears throat> After its conquest. Sorry, pineapple. Get stuck and in my throat. <clears throat> but this is definitely a Halruin airship. That's H A L R U U A. Halrua. Um, from like that, were they like aggressive people? Um, Mostly humans, dwarves, halflings, elves, and half-elves. They worship Azuth, Mistra, and Shar. So, a good mix of people. Mistra being the mistress of magic, Shar being the goddess of the dark side of the moon. And uh, Azuth being the patron of wizards. So, the fact that there are a lot of stories of bizarre magic devices and even ships that can sail through the clouds... Would make sense, seeing as Azuth was the primary, one of the primary deities of Halrua. Would they have been the people to booby trap their ship? From my net twenty, no. Okay. Sad. Does does your average German person booby trap their homes? Hmm. <laughs> If it's a, if it's an airship, they does, might be trying to protect something. <laughs> does your does your average French person do X Y or Z? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. It's I mean difficult to. I mean, without getting a little closer. Do you guys think we should get? It's nighttime right now, right? It is nighttime. Right? Yeah, it's about nine thirty in the okay. evening. We should probably um, just make camp for now and then we can explore it during daylight because if we get closer we're gonna get closer and closer to uh undead territory yeah you can you can back up about a half an hour and kind of be on the edge of undead territory but i mean you're very close to undead territory either way mm -hmm. you're right on the edge of it i think that we should definitely make camp though probably yeah. edge um we can backtrack a half hour and then Definitely make <clears throat> camp, um, and then we can explore the ship in the morning. Yeah. Okay, so you back up about... You, Did you... someone 
Help? No. Did some? Oh yeah. Did it's someone what? <laughs> Sorry. Did someone what? <laughs> I said, does someone say make camp? Did someone say make <laughs> camp? This is my cue. So you back up about a half an hour to an hour or so back outside of Undead Territory. <laughs> and Nim, yes, begins to set up the dome once more. You feel pretty confident that you're looking at some of the maps that you were provided by Ifentelroa and by the Zentarum, outlining some uh, some points of the Undead Territory where they had was known activity. You're, about, again, about an hour or so outside of that. So you set up the dome being outside of the fringes of known undead activity. And who would like to take first watch for the evening? I'll take first watch. Okay, right. go ahead and make a perception check on your first watch as Nim takes the time along with Hella and Elena to help you set up the sort of space inside the bubble with all your bedrolls. And are you eating the, are you gonna cook the T-Rex steak for the night? Yeah. All right. I will cook it because Allery is proficient. Okay, so yeah, no check needed. You're able to make a. Oh, do you have chef's utensils? Or I got cooking utensils and I got a cooker, a cooking kit. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to count either way. But go ahead and do me a favor. Roll your roll your chef's utensils or your cook's tools. Add your proficiency bonus and your intelligence modifier, a wisdom modifier, actually for cooking. Because it's more of like your ability to kind of both. It's more of a wisdom is more of a skill for cooking, at least. That's at least how I see it. Kind of a mix right of there. intelligence and being able to actually put the recipes into practice. What'd you get? A twenty-one. Nice. So yeah. So Allery takes the time to really just season and cut off some of the fatty gristle pieces and you have a delicious Tyrannosaurus Rex flank steak for the evening and you have another actually that that's all of it because would you have cooked that the night before because it only lasts two days all right so the first time it was kind of a group effort everyone kind of on the first night took it the chance you know uh, to kind of help prepare but tonight it's just Allery and he cooks up an amazing, amazing, it's better than it was the night before when it was a group effort. Having just Allery <laughs> do this this time was the perfect, too many cooks in the kitchen. And it's delicious, it's juicy, it's medium rare and a little bit of the juices are just kind of dripping out of this T-Rex flank steak. It's incredible. All right, um, for my watch, I rolled a dirty 20 perception your attention keeps being drawn to that you're just no matter how hard you try to look around you you're just you have this sinking sensation in your chest this feeling the sensation of a pit in your stomach and as you're kind of gazing you you catch yourself gazing up at the wreck in the distance about now about a mile away again and two more feathers just fall before you I'm just going to collect all these feathers that keep falling in front of me. All right, so you put a hand out, and you collect two more of these black raven feathers. You kind of look up and fasten them onto your pendant. Hmm. Interesting. Probably means nothing. Probably doesn't mean anything. I mean, why would it? You hear some, some distant, far in the distance, some groaning and moaning and some... Uh, 
unearthly screeches coming from deep within the jungle and un undead territory, but nothing seems in to approach your territory. camp. Yeah, in the undead territory, yeah. further to the south. In the direction that you're going. But nothing seems like it's coming towards us. It seems to be deeper in the jungles to the south, a couple of miles away. And the rest of your watch passes without incident. Who's taking yeah. second watch? I will. Okay, good. Get to make a perception check. 16. In the distance, you hear the same kind of screeching that intensifies and <clears throat> these sort of unearthly howls that catch your attention. Like these <gasps> kind of echoing on the winds. And you hear the sounds of occasional sounds of battle in the distance that seem to echo again on the wind towards your camp and these kind of <gasps> about a mile or two into the jungle would that be a humanoid type sound or like a dinosaur type sound you're, you're asleep is it a dead type sound? Is it like a undead thing? Make a wisdom check. Just straight wisdom check. Uh, is that just plus wisdom modifier? Uh, yes, at advantage. At advantage because of your patron. 19. Uh, that's 21. Yeah. It's definitely. It, it, it's nothing you've ever heard before. It's unnatural, unearthly, and it, it seems like a bestial howl. Um, Combined with, uh, combined with some form of 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 deathly, there is a deathly element to it. Concerning, to be sure. Is it concerning in general? Is it like, hey, yo, something's wrong, from like Trey's point of view of like the undead of friends. Not really, but. Uh, it's concerning in the way that. It's bestial. Mm hmm. Interesting. Gonna take out my Daddy Vecna's tome and like open it a bit and see if like any of the like page flipping action happens on its own that will like elude to what it is or if it's just gonna stay there. Currently, the book is quiet. All right, giving me the silent treatment. Fair. Just close and put it away. Then I go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the rest of your watch passes without incident anyone taking third watch either of us okay go ahead and make a perception <clears throat> check Soon can oh before i go to bed can i just do like a quick divine sense to see if there's sure. anything within 60 feet yeah within 60 feet everything seems quiet okay there are there are a few uh the, i think you notice some snakes 
slithering around the dome. Uh, one rather large kind of constricts around the top of it, but then slithers back into the jungle. A little curious. Mm-hmm. You see him with his tongue, like, you know, kind of try to taste the dome a little bit, seeing that there's something that it's on, and then just it's rainbow. like a large, uh, large boa constrictor, and then it just mm-hmm. slides back into the jungle. Normal size boa constrictor. Twenty-three. Yeah, you, you hear kind of audible creaking and and uh, cracking in the distance, uh, louder than usual, like the popping of wood and the occasional distant shout. But the sounds of battle that were described earlier and the bestial howls um, have faded. Interesting. Allergies. Nose sorting. But hey, at least I got this fancy new sword that does like an extra 2d10 to one dead and fiends. The rest of your watch, Dune passes without incident. And as you as you all come to consciousness in the morning, it is a relatively clear day as far as the weather. There is a little bit of fog that rolls in from the jungle. The weather is partly cloudy above, with but there is sunlight. It's a temperate day, high 80s, 87, 88 degrees Fahrenheit. Comfortable enough as you begin to make your way back towards the wreck of the star goddess, or back towards the wreck of the ship. I keep saying the name of it. It's on the map, and Puffin Forest did the, the video on it anyway, so everybody knows it's the star goddess. <laughs> 87 is comfortable? That's a whole I mean, ass 30 degrees. Considering. <laughs> it's like the, one of the coolest days we've had so far. True. I live in London. I could never. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I, I had to. Yeah, I've been like 10 years, so that's nothing. 80 is so comfy. I live far too. I live too north to tolerate 87 degrees. He's so yeah, vocal. Sorry. I had to do the conversion, and it genuinely shocked me. It's like, this is comfortable for you people. Y'all crazy. Oh, no. Yeah. Three of us here are from Texas, so. Can never be muted. <laughs> Yeah. Am I still muted? No, you're good. No. Laughs and chats is laughs. Oh, my thing's lighting up. Oh. Don't laugh at me. Laughs in Florida. Yeah, laughs in Florida. (laughs) When I was in Florida, it was so nice. And then coming back to fucking bullshit Connecticut weather, I was so pissed. (laughs) Oh my god, I came, it was like 80 degrees, right? And I came back to Connecticut and there was a heat wave the week I was gone. The week I came back, though, it was 30 degrees when I came back, and I was like... As you approach the ship, you see a wooden vessel caught high in the tree branches, broken into three chunks. It resembles a ship, but there are differences that mark it clearly as not a seagoing vessel. The stern is the lowest piece, hanging precariously by its rigging, about 50 feet above ground. The middle section appears to be 15 feet higher, and the bow section 
is firmly wedged into the nest of branches, another ten feet above that. As you approach, you hear a distressed, gruff voice call out to you from above. Boy! Can't give us some fucking help! Help from what, might I ask, stranger? As you look around you, you can see that there are corpses of what appear to be four-armed gorillas that their flesh has rotted away. And on some there are just skulls, and some there are bits and pieces of flesh and large chunks of their torsos are missing. These are... I think help for who is the better question. Who who goes there? You got... You got medical supplies. Anything. Maybe. Who are you? Show yourself. <laughs> Crew of the ship, the Star Goddess. We were attacked by, we crash landed and then we were attacked by these things last night. That's the second night in a row. First night they were a little bit probing and prodding. The second night they started climbing up the fucking trees. And you see there's... There is, we've been here a lot longer than that. We've been here better part of a week trying to collect ourselves and trying to get a word out back to our Rua. But we have no idea where the fuck we are in the middle of a jungle with no way to get out and fucking undead zombies and monsters and beasts and all kinds of shit. Ain't got never a mile away from the ship. Trying to... Can we see the person who's speaking? Yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of like shouting over the edge. You can see a um, humanoid male figure. Well, uh, stranger, with a... we're in the jungles of Schultz. Sure, all right. Well, we're not... Look, as, uh, I'll show this. All right. He's shouting from the, uh, the bow. Oh, why is he hot? That's not this fair. is so rough looking. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, he does have a little gruff to his voice. And, uh, you can see he's kind of bandaged and uh, uh, this kind of multiple, his face is caked with kind of blood and, and dirt. Uh, and again, you can see these, the corpses of these zombie four-armed gorillas. And there's one who's kind of like hanging from the tree and he's got about, um, uh, his flesh is burned and singed. And he's also got about five or six crossbow bolts lodged in him, and he's hanging from one from one foot, kind of dangling upside down in one of the trees. Hey, uh, we should probably insight check this fool. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, you, you do see that uh, some of the other uh, 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 the gorilla zombies also have either um, no, uh, arrows or crossbow bolts, or are uh, singed uh, and burned. So here's the thing. Yes. I believe that he's been attacked by these things. I, I however, do not believe he's part of the crew for the original Star um, Goddess. So, um, can I um, proficient and insight? My insight plus five. Oh, okay. I wanted to look at the arrows, like rip one out. Sure. Can I make um, an insight? Yeah, go ahead. Do the insight first. You want to well, always when I try to make insight checks that I roll solo? I have a plus I can give someone advantage to insight because uh, I have proficiency. Nim, Nim uh, said that they can roll as I well. I wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah, you can you, you can do it too because I you you were both kind of kind of talking over each other at the same time. So go ahead and you can do an insight as well. Ten. Uh, yeah, I mean not Only better. Ten. Not better. Unless um, unless I said that I can give L, advantage. I so. was wanting to know if 
I mean, I could also roll. It's going to be a higher DC if you do. You can. It's going to be a much higher DC. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah that's not the one. Can I cool Dune over <laughs> to me? Like, kind uh, of half ignoring that guy. He, he shouts back oh, down and he's like, if, if, uh, You're locals. We no. could use you could say that. any help we can get. Anything. Supplies, no. assistance, uh, directions out here. Again, we haven't gotten about a mile from the ship. Again, been here a better part of a, uh, a better part of a ten day, but it's been rough going. We were attacked by these things over the past two nights, and again, couldn't get further past the zombies a few nights before that, and large beasts in the jungle before that. Couldn't get further past the zombies. I thought you crashed your ship and you were stuck there. We gotta, we gotta stretch, y'all. So I'm gonna go, uh, get up a little bit. Uh. Thank you for the stretch. Oh, okay. Oh, I felt that in my soul. Oh, that was good. Y'all oh, can man. see my mercy Didn't shirt. Pop. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Thank you for the stretch. So um, I heard that pop I... that happened there. Hydrate. Hydrate too. So okay. So. Uh, where, does anybody have anything they new? They really said self-care, y'all. <laughs> yeah, because I have... Um, got water. Uh, water. Hermit, Hermit Thrush Brewery Party Jam Peach. Which is really good. Water. I have a Aquafina. A sour beer. Mm, yum. So it's hydrating, but in a different way. What is water and beer? <laughs> I'm treating myself um, tonight. So yes, pulling out one of the arrows... Yeah, I want to do some big brain type thing and see from like the history check from like the night before and how like the ship was constructed. Kind of cool Dune over to see if like, um, if there's any kind of paints on the like arrows that would like indicate the connection to the people, the type of wood, if it's like a similar wood to the boat, to see if it's like, if there's like a connection between like. It's going to be a high check. Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking Dune for help. Because like, Dune also rolled high last night. So like, yeah, would that be a history or, or an investigation check? I mean, the arrows are right there, so I'd say history. History? Dune, you take this. Have advantage. I help. Roll again. Yep, roll at advantage. Okay. Just a sec. You always okay. pick it on natural twin. What'd you get? 22. 22. Okay. Um, they appear to be arrows and bolts perhaps from Halrua. It's it's a land mm-hmm. to the south of Faerun, but nothing about them really stands out to you. Uh, most of the mm-hmm. most of the things that were most of the projectiles that were fired were uh, crossbow bolts. Heavy the, crossbow bolts. The guy yelling at us, what is his race? Appears to be Halruan. But Halruin's a bit of a mix of people. That's what I was saying, because you had said they were like elves and half-elves and humans. Human, human. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, oh. it's a, an ethnic melting pot in, in Halruin, for the most part. Okay. If that's the case, I'm just going to shut up. Mind helping us get up there, then? And I start taking out climbing kits. Uh, we got we got a rope ladder that we can throw down to you. That works. Excellent. <clears throat> And I'm going to push um, on uh, fucking 
Reese to go up first. Why no, do I have to go up first? I'm, I'm gonna go first. I'll go first. I want to go first. You're our I'm barbarian. Listen, I'm the tankiest. I'll take the I'll take the most damage, so it's fine. Is he too far away? Send the tank you? first. What do you want? All right, up I go. Fight check on him, and oh, we failed. Yeah. I'm confused. Oh, Who's going up first then? Yeah, okay. I did. If you're going, if you're going up the ladders first, I'm gonna get close and says. And, and, wait, Trey's gonna tell Reese, don't trust this fucker, stay sharp, stab him if he does anything sketchy when you get up there, I'm right behind you. Of course I'm gonna stab him if he does something sketchy. I know, but just, just stay sharp, type thing, okay? What is, I'm gonna, I guess, I'd argue I'm sharper than you, Trey, and I start climbing up the ladder. I'm gonna look at Helen and Elena and Allery's and say, I guess you two can just wait down here till we get done, or if you want to come. Who is this? Who is what? This just popped up. What popped up? I'm confused. I've uh, only got a pop up, but the rest of us all see a black screen, so we're good. I... Uh, can you all see? No, all I see is black screen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can. Oh right, because I haven't actually put you on. <laughs> I haven't actually put you on the map yet. That would be very helpful if I could actually put your tokens on the map. Are Heller and Elena staying at the bottom? So the the ladder comes from the lowest portion. Uh, you can see him kind of gesturing with his hands, and you see a ladder from over uh, on the left side, which is the closest to the ground. And I'll climb when up. I add you, hopefully see a black screen. y'all can see. Oh. Give me a second. Go back. Put everybody on here. Mallory. Are, is Hella and Elena staying at the bottom? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason for them to come up unless they want to. Yeah, they can stay at the bottom. Okay, I'm just gonna hand a vial of holy water to Elena. My vial of holy, just in case, in case something comes out of the woodworks. All right, they're so gonna they're stay a little sure. close to the to the ladder, though. Who's behind Reese? Me. Okay, and are are you all following in rapid sequence? Yes. Okay. All right. Ellery is in the back. I go before Allory. I actually. You're gonna drag yourself um, one down, Nim. I'm like carrying my longsword with me in case anything at all happens. I'm like ready to slice, slice. Honestly, we could bring this whole thing down with a few well placed slices. Mm -hmm. Or a fireball. <laughs> Hear me out. Oh, I was about Fire. to say, or no. fireball. Valerie, now hear I'm me out. Unless you want an army Let's of undead. So me raising a T-Rex that would have been useful? No. Fireballing a bow? Sure. Yes, That's because just arson. Standards. As you reach the top... Arson is a lot different than raising a T-Rex back to life. Undead life. No. As you reach the top of the aft portion, that is about 50 feet up from 
the base of the ground. It appears to have been impaled on this massive tree branch. Reese, you are able to get a better view of the ship itself as you kind of hop over. And you can see a couple of figures kind of eyeing you cautiously. And uh, they kind of just gaze at you. Here is the first one. And on this portion of the ship, there is the second. And they appear to be, uh, they appear to be just exhausted and depleted and bandaged. And uh, there's the remnants of, again, a, a battle from the previous night that they were describing with the gorilla zombies trying to make their way yeah be great be gay do crimes that's our that's our moniker be gay commit cosmic war crimes uh and uh shortly (laughs) thereafter um reese you kind of jump up first and you have a moment where you're just kind of surveying everything and trey you follow up shortly behind and you bump into reese uh reese there's you have a moment of recognition where some of these flashes flashes of of your past and you kind of shake it off but you have this moment of recognition and you you can't quite place it though you think you know and you just feel this pit in your stomach as Trey kind of bumps into you and you can see that they don't appear to recognize you they don't appear to recognize you but these two individuals just kind of are kind of nod as you make your way up and they're although they're eyeballing you skeptically, they're kind of takes a step back. Dune foot comes up shortly thereafter. He place a hand on Risa's shoulder and say, and she'd be like, "Don't let your guard down." I'm like shift and like actually get my longsword out and my shield out just in case, uh, and then try like make way for people to actually get up. I probably put a hand on um my glaive based on instinct not the crocodile halberd probably just instinctually grabs the original glaive that i had okay eventually june makes their way up followed by nim makes my ellery's shortly behind Are they wearing like the um, the red and silver colors? They are not. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, these guys are sus. They yeah, are. <laughs> they're the, sus. Uh, this guy in front of you says, "Very tense right now." Says, "Oh, it's a uh, little bit uh, precarious moving from branch to branch, but." If you can get on this one and scurry over, it kind of whoosh, spits over the side of the... Scurry over the branch, you can get to the uh, central portion of the ship, and then you can get to the bow, uh, again, by the branch in the middle. And, Are you wearing any symbols? Can Allery uh, do... Allery, eventually, yes, you do come up. And one of them, this man over here, is like, Have you got any... Any healers or, or clerics? We seem to have lost one of our number last night in the attack. Anyone that can resurrect or revive anyone. We have we have wounded on the other side, on the bow, and 
one who lost his battle with these zombies. These I say, unfortunately, we can't do any of that for you. None of us are that well healers. I look at Reese and I have like the most crooked smile. Yeah, this guy over here just. <sighs> I just Fuck. look at you, side eyed. Oh no, we are the bad guys. <laughs> Me actively think. being like, we can't heal any of you guys. <laughs> um, do they have any like emblems, crests, symbols? No, like but... on their clothing or anything. One of the symbols and anything that would identify who they are. Make an invest. Make a make a perception check because it would take time to investigate. So go ahead and make a perception check. I do better investigations, but that's okay. Can uh, we say Dune has advantage because Trey is also helping? Yeah. Or also doing something. Okay. Wow, natural yeah. nineteen. Oh, yeah. Nice. Welcome. Um, none of them that you can see have any of, of the symbols of Harua. There is a large kind of hulking uh, dwarf that kind of pops up on top of this uh, branch and he's like, Have you got any supplies or anything? We got wounded. And he looks just kind of this rough, kind of kind of spitting as he's talking, missing a few teeth. This has uh, a, a skull belt. And these kind of uh, uh, charms uh, and um, uh, sort of fetishes of bone that are kind of adorning different parts of his attire. There's a couple of uh, arrow bolts that are appear to have been ceremoniously left in some of his armor, uh, of crossbow bolts and arrows. And he's like, you gotta hear them! Ah. We'll talk to your leader about what we can and can't do for help. All right, join us in the set of the ship. Bye. Yeah, kind of jumps back down. Ugh. I kind of jerk my head to Trey to kind of have Trey go have first. Trey go I'm just gonna tilt my head, being like, "Well, you're letting me go first. Are you okay, Reese?" This guy over here, the what it, what appears to be, uh, he does have wizard tomes kind of on his belt. He appears to be some sort of a spellcaster. Looks at Reese and says, "You look awfully familiar. We met somewhere before." I just have one of those faces. <laughs> she is very pretty. Aww. Aw, thank you, Trey. I gave her a pattern. I, I like to imagine dude has zero pickup on the oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, he has no idea. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, this is he's, he's taking notes about this bow and be like, wow, this is so cool. Just Reese's voice is just getting sickly sweet. Just Oh, yes. Alora's gonna um, pop into Reese's head and is like, Hey, buddy, do you know these people? Uh, I, 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 I moved you, uh, I'll, I'll let you move where you want, but the, uh, this, this is the branch that uh, connects over to the other portion of the boat. It's a little precarious okay. over here. But... I'm having Trey and everyone else go first, and I'll go last. All right, and as you do, uh, well, I'll, I'll let everyone okay. kind of get up there. And as you, as you do, kind of making his way over to the branch here, uh, and kind of directing you all in, uh, as Trey kind of comes over first, uh, this large kind of dwarf uh, is kind of making sure that you're able to get down. Reese, while you're on the tree, you have a moment where this man kind of hops up on the tree and just kind of puts his arm up and goes. Oi, all right. 
some fucking backup. And, uh, Reese, you kind of freeze in place at the recognition. Do we notice this? I just kind of respond to Allery a little belatedly, like, yeah. And they're not good news. Can I fireball yet? <laughs> you're Can on I a, stab? You're on a wooden ship. Get everyone yeah, off the don't. ship first. So, Reese, you freeze as this man kind of walks up onto the thing and you lock eyes with him. This is the man... The famous poacher, Garrick Torum. Not only does he hunt exotic animals, he hunts exotic humanoids. And you can see that he has trophies on his belt. Tiefling horns, hooves, beards, dwarvish beards. And raven feathers on his neck. He has a reputation for hunting people, humanoids uh, of different exotic races for their different trophies as a sort of prestige and sells the rest. Also has a history of human trafficking and piracy. And as you lock eyes with him and have this moment of recognition, the silence falls over the surrounding area. A hushed silence falls over the ship, and the rest of you kind of stop and see that this man is just kind of staring in locked eyes with Reese. And after this intense, long pause, you all kind of notice, again, the dwarven beards the tiefling hooves, the tiefling horns, the ASMR feathers, and other exotic trophies hanging from his belt and his shoulders. And he looks over at Reese, and he goes, Angel blood. What a fucking small world. Reese has no words. She's Fuming. This she, was the man was, that cut your wings off when you were a child. She's caught in between uh, freeze. She's trying to figure out what to do. Her fight and flight is just fucked up right now. She's like, do I run? Do I fight? Do I spawn? What do I do? You hear, <laughs> this this guy over here is like, Oi, Garrick! Who? You alright? Allery wants to pop into... Reese's head and in his best dad voice is gonna be like it's okay sweetie we'll kill them you don't get a response they do all have a level of exhaustion where did you get a level of exhaustion from fighting the zombies the night before we didn't fight. Oh, they all have a level of yeah, exhaustion. Yeah, they have a level of exhaustion. Oh, we did. We were all No, there. they did. Oh, God. Um, because Trey was the first one on the center ship, I'm going to stand behind him. 
I look over at, at Reese and just like shift my sword. What do I you say? The very slightest of nods. I want to go and stab him in the back. Make an attack roll. With the swords. Nim's going to actually back up on a branch as carefully as they can, just like get right here. I'm shaking, like, oh my god. Okay. There's a 19. Yep, go ahead and roll damage. We're going to call this, and we're going to call this an attack of opportunity. It's a 1d8 plus 4. This guy isn't a fiend, is he? He's just a piece of shit. Is he a fiend? Because that does extra damage. Doesn't your hit seems to sink into human flesh. Five plus four. That's also a plus three on damage. So yeah, because it's, uh, it's uh, five plus seven. I can maths. Twelve points of damage. Yep. As that. soon as um, Trey moves, Allery's going to cast Ice Storm. On the bow of the ship. But as, as soon as the axe lands, because they're all on it's edge, sweet. I need everyone to roll initiative. <laughs> so 12 Whoa. damage, right? Yeah, from the long sword. As you just... <gasps> and he just kind of grins and spits out bloods, and it spits out bloods, blood uh, in front of him, and just kind of still grinning at race, and he goes... Take all the fucking trophies you want! Oh my god, the first time I didn't roll absolute dog shit in initiative. <clears throat> oh my Reese god, is- Reese. Which one's Dune? Which one? Which one? That's very accurate Sorry. though, Reese. What did what, you say? Having, having been trafficked as a child? <laughs> yeah. I said, which one's Dune? Which one's Allery? Uh, we clicked on the specific token, so yeah. when Ed pulls up the character order thing, it'll put them in the correct order. Oh, okay. At least okay. my AC is now 20. I wrote the same as someone. My AC is 18, bitch, and I'm gonna start casting AoE spells and slaughter. Don't kill Reese me. is just standing here like, no, 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 no. It's only 14. All right, executive disposition. That started armor out of the captain. Conscious. Oh yeah, of Captain course. remains conscious. We slaughter everything else. Hey, Lars. Lars the lucky. That far long. I really. I can see the initiative for Lars the lucky. rolled in that one. <laughs> I just love that someone with the name. The lucky rolled a nat one on initiative. He really rolled the lowest possible. Of course, he has a plus four to dex, so. I like that Elena rolled so fucking high. Elena, honey. Alright, so we have Trey, Dune, Nim, Allery, Reese. Did Elena come up with us? No. So she has to fly up. Elena's down there, but. She's going to bamf out her wings. (sighs) 
And she is at full Read health. <laughs> well, she's got to get up there. I know. And is going to use all of her movements to get up to the this portion of the tree here. Just and land on top of this. Um, okay, yeah, I was going to ask, are those all flat? They're not just like... Oh, actually, no, yeah, they're the, those are not flat. Those are okay. the, yeah. Um, like a perspective view of trunks. Of yeah, trees, so it's a perspective align, view. Like on the branches. Do you know what? I should have pushed them off the tree. And she lands kind of just at the edge of uh, this kind of like it's it's a canopy, right? It's a canopy, but uh, she lands kind of at the edge of it, still kind of partially hidden. Um, as again, it's the top of the tree, a canopy, but she's going to have to just kind of dash through it to get. And you can see Garrett kind of look over and try to like. This grin as he looks over towards Elena, seeing like the flash of of wings once again. But that's all of her movement. She just flies up towards the top of the tree here. Oh, and fucking Hella, what is Hella do? Hella's just <laughs> well, she's she she. You can see her like look down at, at Hella just to make sure. Uh, I think I can probably have her do the hover. It might take her a while to get straight up, but uh, just in case. Cause like, hang on, I'll, I'll be there. Give me, give me a couple rounds. <laughs> we finish the fight. Hella's like, hey, what's up? Hella <laughs> gently lands. Hella like, makes it up right in time. Okay, she has an arrow, like crossbow bolt, so she could potentially try sniping them down if she can see them. It might be weird because the boat and she's below. The so I'm wondering. Thing. I'm wondering if I could just place um these oh. ropes here, like all these ropes. You're gonna kill. Will come crashing down. Like if I can do how, all these how, ropes how, and just slice them. All off. How far up are we? So this. How far up are we? Fifty feet. You are okay. So. The, the stern is 50 feet up above the ground. The central portion of the ship is 65 feet. And the bow is 75 feet above the ground. So each portion is a little bit higher up than the last portion. But as you're calculating this, this sort of dwarven berserker just uh, runs full tilt at Trey and is going to attack Trey recklessly. And I'm going to give Trey HP and AC. Does the exhaustion give you disadvantage on attacks? Not at level one. Not attacks, okay. just ability, ability checks. checks. I wish it gave you a fuck. Also, probably not undead, but if it is undead, they're going to have a hard time hitting me. But I don't think they're undead because they're bound to All right, it's a 14. And wow, natural. <laughs> three natural ones as he does kind of is frothing at the mouth and swings at you. And the 14, you're able to just kind of turn, ripping your axe out of the guy in front of you, turn, taking your axe and kind of blocking it up. And you kind of, he slams um, the axe into you and then tries to swing again. And as he does, you're able to use the axe as leverage and put a foot behind him and trip him onto the ground. He falls prone and drops the axe as he and 
slams down onto the ground with a thud. He is currently is the, the only weapon he has. He is currently yes, he's currently unarmed. He oh, doesn't I'm appear to have any other weapons, and he is technically prone. And it is your turn, so you have advantage oh. on trying to trying to hit him. Would it, pick him off the ship. <laughs> hold on, would it cost me an action to pick up the axe and fling it off the tree? Fling it off the boat? Uh, that would be, I would say, that would be a free object. That would be your free object interact. I'm gonna fling the axe and try. Can I try like grab him and throw him off the off the boat? That would be a that would be a grapple. Can I try to do that? Okay, so you, are you doing the axe first? Yeah. Okay. I'm flinging the axe, and then I'm gonna grab him and try throw him off. So you would you would have to get here because the axe fell on uh, his right side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's ten feet of movement, and you kind of use your free object interact. You kind of very deftly swing your axe from your right hand into your left. Reach down, pick up the axe, and and throw it off the boat. As you just kind of looks over, and then you try to grab. So that would be on. Um, Athletics check, and he has disadvantage. It's opposed athletics checks. Athletics uh, seventeen plus seven. All right, at disadvantage, he rolled a twelve because he has a level of exhaustion. So you're able to use your action to kind of reach down and grab him by the collar and yank him up. You just you just and rip him uh, up to eye level. It would have to be. Um, so you're moving at half speed. So pulling him over here, not moving, I would say that would be... I, well, actually, I would say just to reposition him over here. Um, over here would be fine. I'd say maybe mm -hmm. just repositioning over here as you're kind of like dragging. And then... Um, I guess you could you could try and use your your momentum as your movement now that you have him to try and just bring him up and over the side but that would be yeah. another that would be another uh active athletics check just to see if you could actually have the strength to lift him up and over i'll say he's pretty heavy so i'll say dc 18. uh i rolled a 16 plus 7. so 23. <laughs> you hear like an impact on the ground and he takes 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. Does the noise by any chance alert any undead in the vicinity? Difficult to tell. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. 12. Yeah, that difficult to tell. Anything else on your uh, turn? How, I've got, what, 15 feet of movement left? Um, so I move 10, and then... Yeah, 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 you have, uh, you'll say you got 15 feet of movement left. Okay, I want to get between the guy and Allery. Okay, yeah, easy enough to kinda do. Take, yeah. Kind of take a defensive stance. It won't really do, you kind of, you kind of yeah. take your last little bit of action economy to kind of jump up and try to ready your, your, yeah. your, uh, axe. And then just like, yeah. All right. I protect. All right. <laughs> I will be right back. If someone tries to hit me, my AC is 21. Here. Well, the dwarf down there still alive? 
Is the what, uh, Emma? Is the dwarf that fell still alive? Uh, let's see. Make a perception check. As you kind of gaze over the side. Um, yeah, so he's looking down. You can see him like, and kind of slowly shifting. Um, he's, he's a pretty hardy dwarf, but he's now 65 feet below. Actually, you know, that was... We'll do one more. I'll round up for this for a fall. Oh wait, no. So that would be a one. Yeah, a one. So another one point of damage. All right. The mage is gonna just gonna move up here five, ten feet. And I just want to check the range on this spell. Ignore that first one. 60-foot cone. All right. Or ignore the second one. All right. So that is... I hope Hella gets the message and attacks the guy on the floor. Oh, not the fucking cone of coal again. And these fucking magicians and cone of cold. Come on. I'm terrified that if they knock either, not you, but Dune, he'll fall to his death. Nim okay. will fall to their death. Wait, where's Nim? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, that's too. Yeah, that's everyone. He's going to position it in a way where... Yeah, he's going to position oh, it in a way where it I, hits I everyone except the boss. So I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw. I'm going to use my DM inspiration. Okay. I'm also going to use my DM inspiration. Nice, that's a success. All right. Uh, so, Dune, a success for Dune. That's a success. I rolled a natural one. That's a success for uh, Trey. And, yes, okay. Emma. So, everyone succeeds, except Reese. <laughs> but Reese can actually take the hit. The rest yes. of us die. Yeah. Which was a clutch save. What's your and uh, Reese? Your AC is sixteen, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and I gotta add HP and AC for everyone. All right. So, Reese, you take thirty-two points of cold damage. Oh, that's not bad. What the heck? And. I'm gonna survive that. This dude sucks. <laughs> uh, um, and that is 
Uh, so everyone else takes 16 points of cold damage as that familiar blast of cold energy as this mage traces sort of glowing white runes into the air that seem to form a spell circle that kind of drips with frost and ice and the runes kind of coat this circle in frost and ice itself as he thrusts a hand through the center of the spell circle and it shatters in this massive cone of cold just like a flash blizzard just shoots out in front of all of you so Reese takes 32 points of cold damage and again the rest of you take 16 points of cold damage so yes right because of the evasion evasion yeah if you're using evasion you take no damage if you succeed is it is it no damage or quarter damage None, I think, if you make this success. Yeah, I think you're... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Dune, you're good. You take no damage. Um, Allery, Trey, and Nim, you all take 16 points of... One, six points of cold damage. Gotcha, boss. Oh, this is horrifying. I like how me and Emma were both like, yes, steam inspiration use now. (laughs) And he kind of looks over and sees that you're all still standing. And as he's got one arm out and you can see the frost kind of forming around his gloved hand and icicles kind of forming on his fingertips, he kind of lowers his hand. And as the mist of cold just begins to dissipate, he sees that you're all still standing. And that Reese, you just look up and you look pissed. And he goes, oh, fuck. Yes. That's right, motherfucker. Dune, you're up. Be afraid. And also, one of you, one of the guys got thrown off the ship. Is Wizard Boy still alive? Yeah, he's the one who just yeah. hit us. Um, for my bonus action, and he's the one on the street ranch with you. Insightful. You want to use insightful fighting? I want to use insightful fighting as the bonus action. Okay. Just go ahead and make a whiz. Yeah, go ahead and make your insight check. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, it's difficult to make anything out, unfortunately. It is contested. He might roll a natural one. Oh, yeah, okay. That is true. That is true. Uh, and uh, actually, yeah, he has disadvantage. So. Um, and that's contested against charisma. Yeah, his deception. Deception. Okay. Deception. Intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Ah. Five. So, yeah. Unfortunately not. Yeah. You can still hit him, but you just won't get the sneak attack. Okay. Um, you could get sneak attack against this guy because um, our friend is here. That's up to you. If you want to hit this guy or this guy. I'm going to hit the guy who I can use. Okay. So, Dune is aiming for the captain. Okay. All right. With uh, with his shortbow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Baxi readies the shortbow. Twenty-two will definitely hit. Getting roll damage as you <laughs> loose an arrow goes right into his side. <sighs> and he goes, "I could use some tabaxi ears." Gross. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Emily is trying to hit the button that says "snake attack." It was one Okay, okay. Go ahead and roll your snick attack. Snicky snicky. 
Ooh, nice max damage. As Ooh. as he kind of oh, as he oh. says that, he kind of twists, and as he kind of twists and turns to try and to, you know to get ready for his next move, he and you can see him visibly wince and <laughs> coughs up some blood as you seem to have hit a vital organ. Oh fuck yeah! Fuck you. Don't kill him. Just make him go unconscious. I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, we're doing yeah. we're doing non-lethal damage to this guy. We really don't want to kill him if that's possible. Is that everything? Totally. totally yeah. Like... All right. Specifically, the captain. Everyone is on site. Everyone else can fucking die. Uh, I'm gonna I can't everyone else is on site. So All right. He's going to. Bonus action, disengage. A rogue? Do not fucking run away from oh, me, bitch. Rogue. Oh, because he disengaged, I can't use a reaction, no. right? That's how it is. Ah. No, you can't. It is going yeah. to make an athletics check, 40 feet. Well, actually, then we'll bring him back to 30. Do not touch the cat, boy. <laughs> All right. Do you know it's gonna be funny if I start Eldritch blasting everyone and dragging them ten feet so they continuously start falling off? It's gonna be funny. Oh, He's going to throw a dagger at which misses at Dune. But he takes a dagger, he's got a whole belt full of daggers, a sort of a bandolier, and he takes one off, and he kind of kneels down, looks at Dune, and <laughs> tries to get the right angle, but Dune being a tabaxi, you're very, you kind of like duck down in a way that a normal human would be nervous about doing on a tree. You just kind of do a little split and hold onto the side as he throws the dagger, and it goes whooshes past Reese, and kind of keeps going past Reese into the trees of Earth, eventually striking some of uh, another canopy, clanging off, hitting the ground, and he just ah. Allery, you're up. Let's go, Allery, let's go. No fireballs, please. Okay, Essie, is this anyway. here? Something I can stand on. I don't know. You know what? It would I think require just... a check because it's very precarious. What do you What do you think, Reese? I was just thinking acrobatics. Um, if we just get rid of, like if we but... attack them at their weakest, at the the weak and sick guys over here. <laughs> hurt them. <laughs> I'm about to try like, something over there. Don't worry about it. Doing cone of cold. About to try something so. over there. Don't worry about it. If you have anything that can pull them slightly closer, I can finish them off of an Eldritch Blast to drag them off the ship. It's okay, I'm trying something here. Next next <laughs> turn is mine, I believe. Yeah. Alright. Allery uh, followed by Nim, Don't followed by the two, uh, the other two members of the crew over here on the right-hand side. So what we'll do then is...
I'm gonna call forth an elemental. Okay. Um, I'm going to call forth, just for your all's sake, we'll do... Air would be a good one, I think. Yeah, we'll do air. Um, I want to be summoned. Okay. Next to our favorite mage. Okay. Um, it does get a separate initiative roll. Um. And, uh, yeah, okay. You said it takes the form, you said you're using air? Yes. Okay. That actually changes things up a bit. Make a smaller version of that. There we go. Yeah, because it is a large creature. Um, oh, it is. With a fly speed. Okay, mm -hmm. alright. Alright, let's roll your initiative, buddy. That means his whole He's got a plus there. five. <laughs> He's got a 14 initiative. Um, and Allery's command to okay. him is slaughter the wizard. Right, and does this use an air elemental stat block, or...? It doesn't. It says you call forth an elemental servant. Okay. And you you have your own stats for it on your end? Uh, I do have a stat block open for it, and it's a challenge rating 5, which is what it says, so... Okay. Okay. Well, I just gave you control. Um, if it's you. the same one, that would be perfect. And what's the initiative for it? It is a 15. 15, okay. What's, now I'm what's the. On spell. I gotta check the dex modifier of this. Uh, plus five, yeah, so it goes before the wizard. Uh, as Allery's eyes kind of go black again, and you can see just these shadowy tentacles just start to whip out from behind his back uh, as part of his spellcasting flair, and as he kind of traces these elder runes in front of him that kind of glow black, this wind starts to form kind of around Reese and the mage, and it's this sort of sea air, and it smells like the ocean, and it just begins to form and what appears is this greenish brackish almost black water elemental that just seems to roar as if crashing the sound of crashing waves seems to echo through the canopy just and seemingly sort of mirroring the motion of the shadowy tentacles that just flicker and appear behind Allery as he casts and his eyes kind of go from black to normal once more as he returns to the present moment, but the elemental persists as he mains co uh, maintains concentration on the elemental. Very cool. And then Allery is going to go over here and... Okay. Um, Jumping down the onto the main deck. 
brace, I guess, for whatever his friends are about to do. Okay. Nim, you're up. Mm -hmm. Words, you are up. Sorry, I like that. <laughs> Had an I, issue with my beer. I will be casting Shatter at third level right here. Can you link that again? I have to double check on the wording of that. Yeah. As I'm curious Absolutely. about something else. Oh, how, how do I just... Just click on it. And it's, or click I'm curious on the, about something else, too. Click on the little bubble. And then and then actually click on the spell. And it, Yeah, okay, thank you. And then if you click on the actual spell itself, it'll say cast at what level. You select the level you want to cast, and then it will, bring, it will roll the damage for you. Which is pretty cool. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay. So sudden loud noise. Perfect. All right. A 10 foot radius sphere. Okay. And you're casting it right here? Right in the center of the. Here. The center. Okay. Ooh, Aaron's face. It also says. Uh, Non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes damage if it's in the spells area. So I don't. Um... The boat. I'm trying to see if I can mess up the boat as well. Dismantle. Why? You can still like get shit from it, most likely. I mean, to be fair, it would just fall, right? Right. And yeah, then it'll be a mess of like debris and then zombies and then it's gonna be like a whole so thing. Oh, honey we're not being quiet anymore <sighs> I guess not ten foot radius which means it's a twenty foot diameter right yes that math yes so math I think it'd be, be twice that math size math. yeah yeah. Centered right here. Okay. As you let out the Black Canary scream once more, and this entire section of the boat begins to shake, and parts of the board begin to vibrate. I'm going with it. It's a loud ringing noise, painfully intense. Uh, and let's see. Thunder damage. Okay. A creature made of inorganic material, such as stone, crystal, and has disadvantage. Okay, yeah, because it's thunder damage. All right, um, bear with me. I have to make one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight saving throws. There was things in the deck. There were things in the deck. There were probably Ooh. people being trafficked like Reese was that are about to die. The Oops. They also said that they had injured people, right? So. I mean. Yeah, we think they might. Uh, re, uh, our our bard might just killed a bunch of them. If I just messed up, sorry. Kind of. My my bad. Apparently <laughs> now I'm a I'm a war criminal too. That's I'm a war criminal too. Maybe not uh, quite no. cosmic level. Not quite. Uh -huh. Not quite cosmic well, level. But death uh, is a better fate, in my opinion. Y'all cool, Trey from the other side of the boat, huh? Yeah. 
Death is... Okay, alright. A construct. Alright, 13, 12, 6. Okay, that's better. You just hear this cacophony of screams just erupt from within the hold as you let out your sonic boom of a scream, a high-pitched scream, and it's mirrored in six voices screaming in agony from below the deck. And as 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 you look over, the captain just kind of or I respect that, but hands off the fucking merchandise. Nim. Nim. I bid. Nim. So much. They all hurt. I don't. At least it was only. All of my things hurt. Thirteen. That's a failure. Maybe they aren't commoners. Let's see. We actually do have healing magic. We can help. If yeah. Me wasting my spell slots on I was trying to decide if I wanted to take the spell magic as that next other third level spell or like mass healing word. And now I'm kind of sad I didn't take mass healing word. Twenty. Those are eleven. Those are all fails. That is. Did they all die? I just killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Oof. I'm proud of I definitely you. just killed a bunch of people. Hey, it's okay, I can revive them. Definitely just killed a bunch of innocents. <laughs> Temporarily. Actually, I have spared the dying. So as long as I get within them, like... Within yeah, I have spared the dying as well. So as long as, like, they aren't dead, Anything else on your turn? Oh, wait, I gotta make saving throws for the actual... No! Dogs. If they are dead, oh, though, boy. we're giving them a proper funeral. We're cremating them, so they. Oh, I can. I up. can actually. I have ceremony. I can give them a proper funeral. Cool. Good. I can do burial rites. That makes me not feel as bad. About you still killed a bunch of people. Probably, maybe. I'm not sure. You know what? If you say worth I it. understand that yeah. right now. Okay. <laughs> well, the thugs both <laughs> failed as well. So both of the thugs take... They are the bad guys. 13 points of damage. I'm okay, okay. with that. Yeah, okay. As you can see them kind of cupping... <laughs> you see them kind of cupping their ears and just... As blood starts to kind of pour down the sides of their ears and out of one of uh, the one that had initially spoken with you, blood trickles down his nose. That's good. So you also hit two of the thugs. Anything? You said you're good? That's the end of your turn? Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. As soon as I heard all the other screams, I was like, I am going to move. Everyone, everyone on the Twitch stream can see what's going on. I'm just but... gonna, gonna, I'm gonna mouth. Oops. <laughs> Mallory has like a look of like mild horror, like. All right. One of the. 
One of the thugs that had initially uh, spoken with you kind of runs over to the base of this tree here and fires a heavy crossbow at Nim, which goes totally wide, just often kind of impacts into this tree branch here. And he just, ah, fuck, begins to reload. Uh, same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have fun just Eldritch Blast dragging people off the trees. Uh, and he has advantage now because of pack tactics. Which no, also misses. Uh, an arrow goes in between Nim and Gabe. Just way, it goes kind of up and over. <laughs> God, way wide. Someone needs to teach you guys how to fire a goddamn arrow. Reese and everyone else. Stormtrooper thugs. Black feathers. Ten or twenty of them. Thirty of them kind of just start floating down from high above the sky. I need you to roll two D100s for me, Reese. Okay. Raven Queen Mama coming in. Forty-two and seventy-three. Okay. Uh, nothing happens now. So go ahead and give yourself uh, your turn. Okay. But you can see that oh, black what? feathers start to just kind of fall from the sky during this battle. In front of um, here. Okay. And. Um, actually, can I stand on this part? Uh, that would require an athletics check. Um, that's, it it feels, it looks like it would snap. Uh, it's basically like an athletics uh, check to jump over to this, um, portion of the, the branch here. Okay, yeah, I'll jump over. Alright, go ahead and make an athletics check and you have advantage on this check. Um, I got a... What's my athletic score? 16. Yeah, that's, you're good. You kind of jump over and kind of... You are able to kind of catch yourself at the last second and... You have successfully made the jump across the five-foot gap. Nice. Um, does that take... That doesn't take my action, does it? No, it's just part of your movement. Cool. Um, so I used up all of my movement doing that, and now I'm going to uh, use the cantrip that I just got, uh, Booming Blade, on my weapon. Uh, Before you do, as you're jumping, uh, I'm going to say this was my bad. At the end of this thug's turn, because it was kind of telegraphed, he uses a legendary action to take out a throwing knife, one of the ones that he has on his belt, and just whips it at Dune. He really wants those catios. This guy's a sick fuck, by the way. So, that is... This guy is a sick fuck. <laughs> it's a natural one, so... That a sick fuck. I'm gonna have him roll again to see if he hits the mage. Oh, please. Oh, please hit the mage. Well, he's rolling natural 20 now. Mm -hmm. That would make my day. 
Yeah, he hits. That's hilarious. As it goes into, it goes through, it goes through the the elemental sort of parts for the blade, and it goes. And the mage goes oh, at the last second, and it sticks into his shoulder. He goes, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> he takes thirteen points of damage. Okay, go ahead, Reese. All right, so I'm using booming blade. Um, I'm gonna send it in the okay. thing. All right. Um, so it's like a regular attack that adds depth to it. Okay. That's a wow. okay. 19 to hit. <laughs> yep, so your blade begins to vibrate with this kind of sort of force energy. Just as you swing the crocodile. Using the crocodile halberd? Um, No. I'm using the other, just the glaive okay. at the moment. Okay. So 19 does hit. 19 hit. All right. Go ahead and roll damage on your glaive as you just swing the vibrating, the vibroblade down into the shoulder of Garrick Thorm. That's Garrick Thorm. 13 damage. Nice. And then. And then I'll take my second attack. Okay. Just and you see him. You see him kind of like, and his muscles are just rippling with the impact of the booming blade as he kind of grits his teeth through it. Now, what's the second attack? The second attack is a natural twenty. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love these narratives. Go ahead 20. and roll damage. Oh my god. Uh, roll, roll, roll your dice uh, and uh, let me know what your damage roll is. Um, or or, or rolled, let me know let me know what your dice roll is for the damage before you add any modifiers. I rolled um, two nines. Oh, okay. Yeah, so perfect. I was just going to have you double it, but that works anyway. So 18 and then uh, plus three. Yep. 21. 21 damage. How do you want to do this? Um, I just simply want to slice this dude's head off. And can I? Uh, simply. Simply. I just want to. And can I catch his head as I cut it off? Sure. So you take your glaive, and as you rip it out, and he's kind of just vibrating, and he goes. Look at how strong you've become, huh? If I had, and before he can even finish talking, you just take the blade and with all of your strength and just the rage of, just rage and hate just seething from every part of your body before he can even finish his statement, you just slice clean through his neck as and as his head starts to fall off, you reset the glaive, and as you're pulling the glaive back, you grab onto his hair and slice through again to make sure that you sever through, and you just rip the head off and kind of hold it there. Just shut up for once in your life! And as you do... As you scream, just shut up for once in your life. The rest of you kind of just have this moment 
where everything goes silent and everyone, you, there's this hushed kind of, oh, from the men on the ship. And seemingly out of nowhere, in the silence, a pair of massive black feathered wings just erupt from behind Reese. And the sunlight just kind of hits her in a way that illuminates her from behind. And she almost has this angelic visage as these two black wings just spread out and these black feathers continue to fall from the sky as she just holds on to the head. I need you to roll 66 twice. 66 twice. I'll do that above board, see what happens here. My bitch got her wings back. Ratatata. 8-Bit Geek Gamer, thank you so much for the follow. Let me know what each one is. Okay, 20 nice. 20 and 26. Alright, so as the silence returns, as the silence continues and the wings just kind of remain outstretched and the sunlight illuminates her like an angelic deity, as she kind of holds up the head, she lets out this primal scream. And as she does, you can see these ripples of energy, just a black ring of sort of this negative energy. As it goes through all of your friends, they have this moment of it feels like death, but it goes through them without harming them. And a second radiant wing, a radiant ring of sort of golden pulsing energy just with these two rings just shoot out in every direction for a total of 46 damage the as the ring of energy just pulses out through the treetops the mage and both of these thugs drop dead at their at where they stand and begin to wither and decay into dust before your very eyes. Except for Laris and Lucky who says, Oh fuck <laughs> Oh this poor bastard <laughs> And he is going to turn, isn't it? <laughs> try and yes that's uh 20 and he's gonna try and make an athletics check to slide down the ladder oh my god into hella's waiting arms what's up <laughs> okay so he as he tries to slide down the ladder he fails the check <laughs> Lucky. And you hear a, you hear a, no no no, and then a thud on the ground, and then you hear a, holy shit! Fucking Hella! I feel so sorry for Hella. She's just trying to do her job, and then this happens to her. I know. It's, it's the. 
that fell hella. off in the very beginning still alive? Yeah, what's his deal? Yes. <laughs> Man. I have, a, I, have a, I, have, I have a plan for that one. Which is yes. gonna be very okay. stupid. Elena. So like drag him up and then he falls 10 feet and takes full damage anyway. Elena can technically see from there, so she's gonna send the three bolts of yo -yo. energy. Yo yo. Do I not get to yo yo the man? To yo yo? <laughs> yeah, I have I I wanna try yo yo the man. <laughs> I'm gonna I don't even want to know what you mean. You'll see. Oh Hopefully. my god, wait! So does that mean I just got four kills for my kill counter? Ah, oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I forgot about the kill counter, not gonna lie. Uh. Yeah, and she misses, unfortunately, with both of her blasts. Hella is gonna fire a crossbow, also at disadvantage, because he hasn't gotten up yet. That does hit... Uh, 16? Yeah, that hits. Oh, it's disadvantage, because he's probably... Yeah, but, it's, but it still hits you. You hear a... <laughs> he's going to use half his movement speed to get up. <sighs> kind of just run back in this direction. Not really... doesn't really know what's going on. He's right below. He's 65 feet <laughs> down below the below the boat here. On the ground, 65 feet down from the center of the boat. This is so stupid that I want to be very petty. I want to move to the edge of the boat, cast Eldritch Blast at him, and he's going to move 10 feet up into the air and then drop back to the floor. Okay, all right, go ahead and make your uh, Eldritch Blast attack roll as your eyes kind of begin to gloss over as well with your ancient power, <laughs> black and smoky, as you run to the side and form those black flame Eldritch Blasts one in each of your hands as you quickly shoulder the axe and natural 20 two hits okay go ahead and roll your damage it had to be on the petty kill uh i rolled a six so it's 12 12 yeah three because uh, i'll just uh, 15 location. okay yes and as you Black flame in both hands. It impacts. And and these sort of deathly skeletal arms wrap around him and yank him back up into the air before they disappear into a cloud of black smoke. And he falls ten feet back down onto the ground. And takes another four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. That was just one blast. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. Well, because you have the you have two Eldritch Blasts, right, at your level? Oh, I completely forgot about that. Holy fucking shit. Uh, that is 17 to hit. Uh, 17 does hit. Okay. Uh, 10. 9 plus 3, 12. Okay. Damage again. Dragged back up. All right. As you do the exact same thing with another... With, another, with your second bolt in your left hand, just that sort of eldritch blast forms that black skull that just seems to open its mouth as it wraps and it grows bigger and just wraps itself around 
this berserker as the mouth of the, of the black flame skull just closes in around him and bites down and yanks him back up into the air. He falls back down onto the ground and at the right angle strikes a rock onto the ground and cracks his skull and there's just a pool of blood just pooling out below his skull and he is not moving. I'm gonna start cackling wildly and that's my action. That's my turn. <laughs> One point for Trey and the kill counter. And at that Reese your wings remain out and you have oh yeah the ability to fly once more as you just kind of soak in your victory at finally defeating the man who had taken your wings and trophies from countless other humanoids who knows how many the human trafficker the slaver the trophy hunter you hold his head in your hands, and as black feathers fall all around all of you, you all see this happening with the black feathers, this rain now just kind of coming down from the sky. And you can see again the sun sort of illuminating Reese, um, her black wings just. <sighs> Reese, what do you do? Um. I'm gonna go check to see if the hostages are okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, as soon as Allery can, Allery's uh, dismissing the air elemental, actually dismissing it, because otherwise it stays, uh, and I'm sprinting over to where the hostages were held. Yeah. I'm gonna dash over there, too. You have a flight speed now. No. Oh my god. You have a flight speed of 40 feet. 40 feet? Cool. I'm gonna try and compose myself and yeah. start like I cackling and then run over because I can bring people back from the brink of death as well. That's Canalory, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yes. As your you use your I fuck up before I you up. before you Barely gonna dying. fly over, you hear a voice whisper into your mind's race that says be free to fly once more, my child. Vengeance is yours. And as you fly over, you kind of all kick open the door and you can see bound and gagged, there are three dead bodies kind of bleeding from the ears of the sailors, the crew of the Star Goddess. And... There is another man, there are two other men, and one woman with red hair who is kind of bleeding from the nose, but they are bound and gagged, and they look up. <gasps> it's been less than a round since they, like, went down. Can we not spare the dying them? It's only been a round. You can now, because it was only one round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm you just like, don't worry, you can't take anything from any of us anymore. So I took the ultimate prize from him. As <laughs> so you kind of throw the head down on the ground, they kind of look up and just... <sighs> and you have this moment where... Who has Spare the Dying? Uh, uh, Allery and, and Trey. Trey. Okay, you both run over towards the bodies of these three sailors and immediately stabilize the three of them with that sort of black, deathly energy 
reaching out and embracing them and this sort of shadowy, slithery, purple shadow just reaching and arcing in between all of them and stabilizing them. They all slowly begin to just let out a fevered, panicked breath. Oh, their eyes remain closed. They're all still unconscious. But... <gasps> and Can the I... woman with red hair looks at you with <gasps> just confusion and panic and expectation. Also, we gotta hydrate, so everyone please take a sip. Oh, fuck, it's empty. Um, I'm gonna, um, can I untie I them? Yep, and you begin <clears throat> untying the crew. Yeah. I have, I have lay on hands. I'm gonna give everyone that's still unconscious, sort of free people, okay. uh, five points of lay on hands each. Alright, as one by one, you kind of, that sort of shadowy energy, and as, as you heal each one, you hear a, not yet. <laughs> and a chuckle. <laughs> Yeah, I do love that the two fucking warlocks are the ones with spare time. And uh, yeah. as Allery, as you uh, wait, you're you're not you're just stabilizing. You're, you're not, are you actually yes, healing any of them? Okay. Dying. All right. Uh, wait, what was the not yet about? That's just about your patron. That's just your patron adding some flavor and flair. Ah, okay. Like it's a patron being creepy. Yeah. As they all just wakey, wakey. <laughs> and kind of caught the uh, two of them cough up blood, and you can see now the faces of the crew of the ship, those that you had saved from the brink of death. As I just tab back over here, yo, did y'all see what I'd done to that guy? Those that you have brought back from the brink of death, see this man. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Oh, that looks correct. That doesn't look shady. I trust this man. This man. Oh, I really trust this man. He looks like the like last movie Thor. This man. He looks like a dad. Yeah. Oh, I would, these are all good dad guys. Uh-huh. I would fuck all of them. And uh, <laughs> untying this man in the back, uh, he just kind of. Uh, lets his hair fly out, and he looks less damaged than anyone. He just goes, "What the fuck?" And uh, there is a kind of bleeding from a small patch of sort of um, blood trickling from the ear, and 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 some out of both nostrils, kind of just looking like uh, he has the worst hangover in the world. My king. This man look back, looks back at Nim, being like, "Oh my." We got carried He's away. very fine, Essie. And Ooh. the woman who oh, oh, appear, yeah, who oh. uh, identifies herself oh. as the captain, just she's hot. <sighs> thank you. No, she's not. Stop giving us hot NPCs. We can't take this. And as you all I have this moment, and they. Okay for this. They kind of look out, and they can see, you can all see, sort of standing in the doorway, the angelic figure of Reese, wings still outstretched and flapping, kind of angelically. The and idea of Reese as an angelic figure they, is so funny to me. They all kind of like gaze, everyone kind of collectively gazes up at Reese, and the sun is again positioned exactly at a, at a point where it just illuminates her and makes her look like this just angelic figure that just radiates with energy. And 
the captain says, Am I dead? Not yet. Not yet, anyway. Aller's gonna tap her knee and be like, Not yet, honey, trust me. This ain't death. All of us, not yet. (laughs) And at that, that's where we're going to leave the session for tonight. Exciting. Oh my god. I yo-yoed the man oh. from a ship oh. that was dangling in a tree. We gotta we gotta find someone to host. Because I keep forgetting to do that and we actually have to see. I just, like, we see who's live right now. One shot killed like four people. Yeah. Oh, no, my air elemental guys, by the way, the plan was <laughs> oh, yeah. into that mage's space and fling Thank him you. twenty feet in a random direction. Nice. Off the boat. Causing damage on the initial fling and apparently probably did a death hit in too. addition to his initial fall for each of the ten feet he fell. So he would have taken twice the fall damage that he would have taken otherwise. Nice. He was just gonna fucking fly. It's like farewell. <laughs> farewell.